Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of, well, we don't even know what to call it usually, so we're just going to call it We Play Stuff! Uh, but we're going to be playing D&D again today. Uh, the crew is back, and we are uh, back in Otherworld, where last we left off, everybody was facing off in front of a uh, wonderful ziggurat uh, that I had constructed carefully for their adventuring pleasure, uh, and they were greeted by a zombie Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, so... I think before we get into the meat of it, does everybody want to go through and introduce who they're playing? We'll start with Corey. Hey, I'm Corey, and as always, I am playing Yordle the Tortle. Okay. Uh, what about you, Deb? Hi, I'm Deb, and I am playing Nerzy Dotes, a gnome tinkerer who has a um, saber-toothed tiger kitten swirled up inside her coat. Yeah. Yep, Tubi has not really done a whole lot yet, so we'll see what happens. Tubi, Tubi, what he has done, we just won't tell you what he's done. <laughs> Your pockets are going to need a deep clean afterwards. All right. Who's uh, got bandages? <laughs> uh, next up, Liz. Hello, I am Liz. I am playing Ron, who is a changeling rogue who used to be a part of this cult that we are currently about to fight and is kind of having a slight mental breakdown that we are back here fighting them it's exciting it's always good times uh andrew i am uh dinar and air ganasi warlock genie in the service of ron okay and last but certainly not least matt uh hi i'm playing mei hin lu a leonin fighter slash barbarian uh, i like to get really big and hit things What's well, going to be very important right now, because this thing is very big and also likes to hit things. Uh, so for the brief recap, yes, we uh, the, the party made their way through uh, the jungles with their little tiny dwarf scholarly friend uh, to find this hidden temple, quote unquote, uh, in which, well, they were being waited for. And particularly Ron was being waited. Uh, there is definitely a cult situation going on. And at this point, it's a challenge issued by the goddess Lily, who wants to see how strong Ron has gotten. And so that effect out of the ziggurat has stomped a zombie Tyrannosaurus Rex. Somebody need everybody in the roll initiative, please. Yeah, okay. Gotta pick the right dice. 
Now it's a nineteen. That that was definitely a good dice. Uh, so that puts me at a twenty-three. So fast. Whoosh. <laughs> I have a twelve. I think everyone else rolled a twelve. Your roll has a twelve. For some reason, I'm not seeing the, the log. Let's take a look. There we go. Yeah, wow. 12, 12, and... Matt, was a, was, I didn't see yours. I see a custom roll, but I don't see an initiative. There it is. So I've got some good news for y'all. Every single mm-hmm. one of you are going first, because I rolled a one. <laughs> so first up is Ron. This does, thing... does rolling a one mean the Tyrannosaurus automatically falls over dead? I mean, it's already dead. Oh, well, true, true. <laughs> uh, that was a nice thought. Nice very try. Letting us all go first. <laughs> An attempt was made. I I would like to bonus action hide okay, and go. leap out of the way and try and get into the cover of either the jungle or the piles of corpses that are around us. Okay. Well, as you step forward, uh, the arena around you that had cleared its path. Uh, remember, we talked about all the bones and, and corpses, sort of yeah. like cleared an arena space of about a hundred a hundred feet uh, circular circular arena uh there are for lack of a better term uh pillars and uh walls and things like that to make it a little more interesting uh you suspect that lilith is watching to see what you will do and wants to make it as interesting as possible so there are plenty of places to hide they may not smell the greatest but they are there so you go ahead and roll me a stealth roll please i rolled a natural 20 nobody sees you you literally just meld away a natural twenty, and I have plus ten to stealth. Yep, I'm. I am aware that you just rolled a thirty, uh, and uh, I actually have advantage on that, but I don't think I can do any better. I don't think you can either. <laughs> mm, it'd be it'd be tough. Okay, so, uh, so I'm gonna. That was your bonus action. Uh, this thing is uh, about a hundred feet away from you. You guys are on opposite gosh, ends. Yeah. So. Um. Is there a way I can creep around to get closer to it while staying in cover? Yeah, absolutely. You can. You can take your movement speed. Uh. Or. Technically, you could dash if you wanted to, because you're not to, unless you're taking an attack action, and you could still use your stuff. No, I need to get close. I need to get close. Okay, so what's your speed? Uh, pretty sure it's thirty. Yeah, thirty. So I can get sixty yeah. feet if I can stay in cover and sneak up. I would say that is absolutely possible. This thing is not exactly smart, uh, so you can make it about sixty feet up. So you're about forty feet away. Um, yeah. And that was your bonus action and your action. So that's going to be you, Matt. Wait, Ma- wait, wait. Oh. Sorry. I would like to move thirty feet. Okay. And cast and cast bane on it. Uh, that will take you out of stealth, I believe. Uh, can I do that the other way around? I'm sorry. No, that's perfectly fine. Yes, you could use bane. We'll we'll do the order of operations the proper way. You can cast bane, uh, bonus action, stealth move. That's fine. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, that's a charisma save fourteen. Surprisingly, not very charismatic. Uh, so that's a, a nine. Uh, so that's going to be a failure. Um, so the T-Rex has to subtract, roll a D4 and subtract it from the number rolled on attack rolls and saving throws. Alrighty then. <laughs> Success! <laughs> uh, I think that is the first time you successfully cast Bane, so congratulations. All right. Yeah, yeah it is. So that, that goes off without a hitch. Uh, and you see this thing, you, you see the telltale shimmer of your spell take hold. That's going to take us down to Matt, then, as Ron disappears and moves slightly closer to the giant creature bellowing in. Okay, um, it's how far away? It's on the opposite end of the circle, so about 100 feet. Okay. Promise I have two things I want to do, and they're both bonus actions, so I can only do one of them. Ah, the D&D is the the dilemma. I'm going to rage. Okay. Move 35 feet towards it. Okay. 
then move another 35 feet towards it. Okay. And that's going to be it for me. Do you have persistent rage? Because if you do not take an attack action, your rage does fall off. I know. It, well, no, it, I take, it falls off if I don't take an attack action or if I don't get attacked. So if I get attacked by next round, it okay. will not have fallen off. Fair enough. You know, I'm, I'm gambling here. But Fair if enough. I... I, you know, if it doesn't attack me, well, I'll just burn another rage. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, anything else that you're going to do besides that, or is that it for now? No, I should be about 70 feet across, so I'm within 30 feet of it. You are. Yeah, let's see if this is a bonus action. Well, you raged. That is a bonus right? Yeah, I'm trying to see if the other thing I want to do is a bonus action. Gotcha. Yep, it is, so I can't do it. Uh, okay. Um, I just sat here with my pole arm out. Okay. Uh, now that's going to bring us to the rest of the crew. Uh, so you all can decide who goes in what order, because all three of you roll twelves. My dex is zero. That's usually the deciding factor, right? By by default, but I'm going to let you guys choose. I mean, my dex is minus one, so <laughs> fine. My dex is plus two. I have a. All right. So what are you going to do? I am casting mirror image on myself. So now there are four of me. All right. And I'm going to turn around and look at um, the group and go, well? And you hear it from every single voice at the, uh, of the images at the same time. Stereo! So it's in or no, quadra, odd... quadra sound. That's what that was. Positional surround sound. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, um, should I use the fire wand, the poison wand, or the cold wand? I wouldn't use poison on a dead thing. Yeah, I think fire works on everything. Fire it is. And so I whip out the uh, trusty fire wand. So all four of us have fire wands. All righty. The glowing red embers are there. So that is your uh, cast, your action. Anything else for a bonus action? No, because the next thing that I want to do is like another cast, and it's not a bonus. It's not a bonus action. Any movement from you, because you are about 100 feet away from it now. No, I'm going to stay right here. It Perfect. looks fine from my position. All righty. I have to ask. Uh, okay, Andrew, what's Diener doing? All right, so I'm going to move forward 30 feet. Okay. And then, you know, I'm a warlock, so it's Eldritch Blast. <laughs> okay, go ahead and make that beautiful roll. All right, that was terrible. Second one. Oh, my gosh. 11. That does hit. Okay. So go ahead and roll him some damage. Eight. Okay. Anything special with that in uh, addition or anything like that? or? Nope. Nope, I don't have vocations for it. So, that was it. Wonderful. All right, and that brings us to Yordle. I'm going to cast uh, Erupting Earth underneath him. Okay, and tell us what Erupting Earth does. Uh, so, it, a big fountain of churned earth and stone erupts and in a cube on him. It's a deck saving throw. 20-foot cube? Yeah, 20-foot cube. Well, I rolled a natural one, so that's not great. Uh, did you do 3d12 bludgeoning? 3D12 awesome. Bludgeoning. Go ahead and make that roll, please. 13 damage. All right. And that's everybody. Yes. Yes. Uh, you guys look around and Quint is nowhere to be seen. Uh, and your little scholarly friend is cowering behind his cart outside of what looks like a gate made out of uh, human bones. Um, so unfortunately, he is not going to be much help right now. This thing is not very smart and Matt has stepped forward. So it's going to stumble forward at May. Um, you said you're about 30 feet away. This thing can make it easily to you with its long, powerful strides. Uh, when it gets to tw- when it gets to 10 feet within 10 feet of me, I'm going to hit it. Go ahead. It also has a 10 foot reach, so it will be attacking you from that distance. Hits. Okay. 
That's actually 12, because I'm raging. This thing does not like that, so it's going to snap at you. It's going to take a... It has multi-attack, so first it's going to try to bite you. Uh, does a 14 hit your armor? Nope. Okay. So it snaps down and just kind of misses you. Uh, it carries through the momentum, and it's going to try to take a tail swing at you. Does an 18 hit you? Nope. All right. Both miss. Uh, it is not very happy. doesn't understand why it couldn't hit you, tiny, puny cat thing. Uh, and then as a bonus action, it is going to vomit. And out of its mouth, uh, it spits out a zombie that will also then start to go on its initiative next turn. Uh, it is not out of zombies. So now that you have... Tasteful. What's that? That's distasteful. Yeah. Yeah, this thing is not, not exactly known for being clean or nice. Okay, so that brings us to the top of the order. Liz, you're up. Over here, screaming internally. Ah! And it um, does, and it sounds like when a cat horks, too, as it spits up the zombie. So, <laughs> I, I, object, <laughs> I object to you describing it that way. <laughs> uh, so I, I am in that occasionally at 3.30 in the morning. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm for. I am in stealth. I'm going to run up kind of behind it to where I would be flanking it with me, and I'm going to stab it. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to do something a little bit different here as well, because okay. I, I've been trying to, to play around with a house rule that I think is a little more fun for players who manage to get in a situation where they would potentially have double advantage, because double advantage doesn't exist. There is no <laughs> such thing. Uh, so you are stealth in coming out of stealth to attack, which automatically gives you an advantage on your attack rolls, and you are flanking, mm-hmm. which would give you an advantage on your attack roll. So instead, if you have double advantage, you get a plus two on top of your advantage. We're going to try this out and see how this works as a house rule. I'm just kind of curious. So because you're in a situation where you technically have double advantage, whatever you roll, add two to. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's a 17 plus seven plus two. Yeah, you hit magnificently on your first attack. Um, D8, D8. Freaking out over here. Where's my eight? Okay. Oh, wow. Well, I rolled a natural one on damage, so that is five damage. But I do have sneak attack on that. Yes, you do. Which is four D6. Yep, because uh, so rogues, are, five. rogues are goofy. That is five base, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, uh, 21 damage total. For just the first attack. I'm only taking one attack so I can fight again. Okay. Um, well, you are you but are in I, melee, so that would be if you because you don't have a disengage action bonus. If you bonus action hide, oh, you can yeah, hide, but yeah, it will yeah. get an attack of opportunity again. Actually, uh, she do, she's a rogue, isn't she? Disengage I can, I can, is a bonus action. You can't do both. Yeah, I can hide or I can disengage. Um, yeah, but I'm at real. I'm at ha- I'm under half health, so I don't know. Uh, but I have whales from the grave. Okay. Which is uh, my special phantom thing. Um. Which, after I deal sneak attack damage to a creature on my turn, I can target a second creature that I can see within 30 feet and do 2d6 necrotic. Okay. Which I am going to get the zombie if I can. That is, I rolled a 6 and a 5, so that's 11 damage. Okay, so unfortunately this thing does have resistance to necrotic damage, so it'll be Uh, halved, rounding up. That's so still be, some damage. It's still six points of damage. You have done a lot of damage. Um, oh gosh. I want to, I want to just, I want to, gosh, I don't know. See, I love, I love this. I love this. I'm making you have to make choices. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I want to try, I want to see, I want to try to hide even though I'm in, still in melee range from it. Are right, you going to try to stay in melee range and try to hide around it? 
Or are you uh, trying to, are you going to take the opportunity and kind of bounce out? And I don't think I can afford to take, well, I'm going to take a run forward and hide. I'm going to move 30 feet and hide because I know he has, because I know I cast Bane on him and he's a little clumsier than usual. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's a eight minus three. So thir- uh, yeah, that- that's a 15 total <laughs> after his plus 10 from the attack. So I'm guessing that misses you. Uh, I have a 15, so... That... No, it doesn't. It does not hit her. It hits the zombie next to her. Okay. I invoke my cloud room. Ooh. All right. moment. That's a good thing. Yeah, I, I figured. That's a good thing, because I have 19 hit points. Uh, so it pastes that zombie by basically retrying to eat it. Uh, let's see if it makes its zombie fortitude save. Uh, it possibly cannot. Yep. So that's one more zombie down. <laughs> And there's only one zombie on the field right now, yeah? No, it's just the T-Rex. So the zombie the zombie okay. that it spit up, it ate back again, because that's a thing that apparently <laughs> Matt can make it do. So that's what happened. So you can roll, uh, your, so, you roll your stealth. Ooh, that went way off. That's a 16 plus 10, 26. Okay. Yep, you are you are a ghost. You are, you are the wind. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead that and is, say this goes to Matt next, unless you have anything else you want to do. That is it. That is all I can do. Okay. May, you have this thing up, you just force it to eat its friend. Um, hmm. Unfortunately, that was the only time I can do that, because that was my one time for a short rest. But it was a reaction, and now my thing's up, so my reaction's back. So that's nice. Um, I will go to giant size, so I swell up to, like, 12 feet tall, which is still nowhere near as tall as this thing is, but at least I'm bigger. Um... Then uh, I guess I will just attack it because I don't really see much point in trying to get fancy here. Okay. But let me look at. I need to like be sure of a couple of things before I do it. Go so, right ahead. So, all right. I, I realize I should have already had this all straight in my head. Oh, you're fine. It's been a it's been a hot second. Okay. Dude. Okay. All right. Then that's how that works. Okay. Um. So I still have my bonus to attack from rage. Uh, it's a twenty-two to hit on the first attack. That hits. I'm gonna just take my other attack. Oh. I don't have advantage anymore, right? Uh, correct. You do not have advantage because Ron is no longer in, in melee. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. An attack. That is a 27 to hit. Both of so those both hit. hit. Okay. Okay. That's only 7 plus 2 to 9, and then I get an extra 1d6 on my first attack. So, so that's an extra 5, 4, 14 total. Okay. On the first hit. Um, second attack, I will now... Just roll this. That's 12 plus 2 for 14. Okay. And since I used my bonus action, I don't get a bonus action attack. Uh, so that'll be it for me for right now. Okay. Okay, so next up on our list is actually going to be Deb. Uh, before you do anything else, make a perception check for me, please. And just tell me what you get. 19. Okay. I rolled a 17 plus 2. I can do math. You can do math. Uh, so you notice that uh, Tubi is growling from your... your the, the bib of your uh, work thing, well, smock. It's, it's, it's my. It's a a denim jacket. It's a sleeveless, full length denim jacket. It buttons up the front. It's got pockets on the front, both inside and outside, and that's where I keep my stuff. Okay, so and there's a big pocket on the inside for Tubi to sit. In that pocket, you notice that he is growling and growling, and the you didn't notice this before, and you didn't put this on him, but there's a collar around his neck with a tiny little, looks like stone, and it looks like it's got a rune engraved on it, and that rune is pulsing with almost like magical energy. It's like this very dull blue glow. Uh, 
okay, that's no, no, I didn't do that. Where did you pick that up? Who did you kill to get that? <laughs> he just looks at you and then goes back to growling at the uh, thing. So you have a choice. You can use your turn to attack, which is absolutely 100% a reasonable response to a zombie Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, or you can investigate what's going on with Tubi. How close is this zombie T-Rex to me? You're still 100 feet away. You didn't move. Uh, okay, right. uh, sorry, it moved up but 30 it feet. Moved. So 70 it feet away. moved. Okay. And then there was this other option that we were discussing while the, the DM went to do his thing. Um, Ron is a little health challenged, mm-hmm. um, and it appears that none of us in our, our intelligence bought any health potions for ron and um for anyone yeah um now i have an herbalism kit i have been studying how to make healing potions but i don't know if that's something that i have the capability of doing i would say not while you've been traveling i don't think you've really had an opportunity to do such okay so so all right also, I designed um, this encounter around the idea that you guys don't have all your hit points, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why didn't one of us, why didn't one of us roll a cleric? Mm-hmm. You know what? That's a very good question, but I'm going to roll with it. Uh, so, Deb, what are you, you going to do this turn? Um, I am, I'm going to take, he's 70 feet away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to. To, to take a step back and examine the collar of my cat because this is annoying okay. and it's going to be annoying in the next steps that I want to do. So why don't you go ahead and make me an arcana check, please? Ooh, I'm a plus eight at arcana. You are very good at arcana. I rolled an 18 plus eight. Yeah. It's a high number. Yeah. <laughs> I have an English degree. Math. Wait a minute. Let me, uh, that 18 and that, that's. Two fingers worth of four. <laughs> uh, that's way more than enough for the DC. The DC was 20. Uh, so you take a look at the collar and you start to recognize that this rune is very, very similar to stuff you see May use. And you know how May is able to make herself grow very large like she just did right now? So okay. once per long rest, you can activate Tubi's collar to turn Tubi into a dire saber tooth tiger. Holy! Okay. Again, it's a once per long rest thing, and it only has a duration of one minute uh, when you do it, and then he will be very, very tired afterwards. But maybe it's because I've been watching too much He-Man. I don't know. Uh, but basically, you have your own larger version of Battle Cat once per long rest. I love it. <gasps> can she ride it like a mount? Absolutely can. It's it, She is bonded with Tubi. Tubi it doesn't require animal handling or anything like that. She can ride him into battle if she really wants to. Why she would want to ride into battle, I don't know, but she, that option is available. <laughs> Corey, I'm a gnome. I can ride my regularly sized um, uh, tiger stripe cat here at home <laughs> in the battle. <laughs> Hamlet would not be happy but i could do that all right so that's your turn do you have any bonus actions or anything else and while you're doing this all of your mirror images are also doing this so they basically (laughs) and there are little everybody's looking in their pockets okay and there's little tiny and you look over and you look everybody looks at each other there's little tiny like illusory tubies in their pockets the whole nine uh no the only thing would would be to um maybe take a move sideways or so so i'm not directly in the line of fire if he's he decides to do a breath weapon that would not be 
Okay. Uh, that's going to bring us. But no, then... that's it. Thank you. Uh, that's going to bring us to Andrew next. Okay. Going to do the stupid here. Um, I do like first... it when you guys do something stupid. Okay. I'm going to stay in this party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do I need to cue Nancy Sinatra? Uh, first, I want to move so I'm within 30 feet of uh, the undead T-Rex. Easily enough, this thing is very much more focused on May because it couldn't hit it or hit her before. Okay, so I'm about 30 feet away. And then, alright, now I'm gonna, like, kind of, like, whistle to get its attention, and then kind of, um, at all part of this same spell here, kind of make myself look like a very attractive undead T-Rex, and use <laughs> and use charm monster on it. So, it, it makes a wisdom saving throw, but it has advantage since we're in combat. Okay. Uh, wisdom 14. Okay. This... It, you have to subtract a d4 because it's from attack rolls and saving throws. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> Bane is going to get mentioned. Okay. I This is with advantage, you said? Yeah, since we're in combat, it has advantage. Okay. What's your DC? It's uh, wisdom 14. Okay, so I rolled a natural 20, minus 3, minus 4. Oh. Or minus 3. Sorry, minus oh, 3, minus 3, so 14. So I think uh, I got exactly enough. Yep. <laughs> it looks over wow. at you. You're doing the whole Bugs Bunny, like, it. here's the, the you know, dressing up as, as some, something to be attractive to whatever you're dealing with. And it looks at you and just chuffs and then goes back to looking at me. Ah, so close. So I'm, I'm very sorry. That would have been very hilarious, and I wanted that to work. <laughs> okay. All right. And, like, in that dinosaur pose, I just kind of shrug. And that That's was a living. Um, and that shows how old I am, because I remember the Flintstones. All right. Uh, that's going to bring us to Corey next. <laughs> Nothing I do will top that. Dang. <laughs> well, not with that attitude. Keep trying. <laughs> I'm going to move... Uh my move speed of 30 feet towards Ron. Uh, you do not know where, where Ron is. She's currently hidden. Oh, yeah. Right. Invisible. Okay-ish. I just need to not get hit by anything. It's uh, fine. Then I will move 30 feet towards the, the giant dinosaur, as, assuming that it doesn't put me within, like, attack of opportunity or right next to it. You just need to stay more than 10 feet away from it. You saw, you saw that as it approached May and May was able to attack it, it was able to attack May. So, so you're, you're smart enough as an adventurer to estimate 10 feet. Okay, perfect. And then I will drop a moonbeam on it. Okay. And for those at home, why don't you tell us what moonbeam does? Uh, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It giant beam of pale light shines down on it uh, and burns it with the righteous power of the moon. Okay. Uh, and that is, if I remember correctly, at the start of its turn, or if it enters it on its turn, it has to uh, take the radiant damage if it fails its save, right? Uh, yeah. I don't have encyclopedic knowledge about a lot of stuff, folks, but random D&D things? Yep. Yep, that's there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just keep imagining fungus turtle by moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> and that is now the episode. Mushrooms grow best in the moonlight, right? Yeah, that's true. And uh, that is going to be the name of this episode, by the way. Fungus Turtle by Moonlight. <laughs> okay. Uh, any bonus so actions uh, or anything like that? It's a Constitution 14. Yes. Saving? Does All right. It make well, it's not the start of its turn yet. Well, it's when it first enters. Oh, uh, no. Go ahead and roll some damage. Enter. I was going to say, technically it didn't enter, but I'll give it to you because whatever. It's fun. Um, yeah, so go ahead and roll some damage. 
Did it save? Nope. Okay. Then it takes 30 damage. Oh my god. 30, you said? 30 damage. 4d10. Wow. That one rolled a little better than the earth did. Moonbane's a, a relatively powerful spell. For, for a second level spell, it is very, very powerful. Uh, okay, that's going to be your turn. Uh, it's going to be its turn. Uh, it makes it save on that one. Does it take it, 2d10 on a failed, correct? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So it takes another 15. Uh, this thing is not happy. Has left. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is going to not move out of the beam because it doesn't understand what a moonbeam is. Uh, and it is going to uh, bonus action to disto- disgorge a zombie. And it is not out of zombies. Uh, and then it's going to take its first attack at May because you are still the most obvious thing in front of it. Uh, so it is going to bite attack you. Uh, that is a 16, which does not hit you. It is going to tail attack you, which a 11 does not hit you. So that's its dukes. So it goes back to the top of the order then. Uh, Quick question. Yes? Did that zombie getting disgorged just enter the moonbeam? No. I can place it up to okay. 10 feet away. So Okay. It'll be just on the outside of it because that's more fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's going to be Liz's turn. Attack! Go for it. Uh, you will have, again, really? that double advantage. So oh, it's yeah, advantage, so to... advantage plus two. Well, my advantage roll was a nine, so that's not great, but it's nine plus seven, 16. That hits. Uh, 18. Okay. And that is d D8. And sneak attack, 14. Oh, my gosh, 19, uh, 20, 21, 22 okay. total. Uh, Liz, and... tell, tell me how you finish this. Oh! <laughs> I I come in kind of under, I kind of duck in between its legs and come in under its stomach and like stab up and slice through it. Mm-hmm. All right. And you... probably then I am a bloody mess. So surprisingly, there's not a whole lot of blood or viscera. Uh, it looks ah. like a lot of this is like desiccated and dried. Uh, and so you're showered in sort of like bone dust. I am, however, going to need you to roll a d4 for me, as for me, please. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe I didn't think that through, but it did seem really awesome at the time. That is a two. So, as you cut it open, two more zombies fall out of its now stumbling and falling corpse. Uh, so there uh, are three. Times. There are three zombies that will need to be dealt with. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna wails from the grave on one of them. So. That's six, so they're resistant. So one of them takes three damage. Okay. That is the last time I can use that for the DM's information. Until you take a rest? Or Until she takes a rest. Forever. Yeah. Uh, short rest, I believe. Um, all right. So that is going to be your Dukes. Any bonus actions? Hide. Maybe okay. I can hide behind this T-Rex corpse and stay in range? Sure. Go right ahead. Uh, make, a, make a stealth check. These things are going to take a not very good swing at you. Uh, that is a 20, which means I rolled real bad. Uh, yep, and they all miss on their opportunity attack, so you're good. Okay. All right, that's going to bring us down to May's turn. Okay, it drops them within 10 feet of itself? Yep. And there's three of them out? There are three of them out. So they're all within 10 feet of me? Yes. So I can hit all three of them if you I You can hit all hit three as, as, your, as your choice. All right, I'm going to go for the one that took damage first. Doot, 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 doot. That's a 26 to hit that one? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely hits these things. <laughs> these are zombies. They are not exactly uh, known for their armor. Okay, uh, 16 plus 2, so 18. All right, that's and... going to kill that one. Okay, don't you have to make a roll to see if yep, it stays I'm down? Yep, I'm doing it right now. 
uh, that does not make the DC of the five plus the damage taken. Okay. So one one zombie is gone, two more remain. I have to check to see if something exists. Okay. I don't have Great Weapon Master. Okay. I have the combat uh, preference thing about about Great Weapons, but I don't have Defeat Great Weapon Master. So that's that's important for the purposes of what I'm doing. Well, I mean, you are going to... Um, I mean, the next time you level up, you guys will be eight, so, you know. No, so. yeah, I'm, I'm just... Can't do it now. Uh, next attack, I guess, will go for the closest one to my right. That's only a 14. Still hits. Zombies only have an AC of eight. I'll be 100% okay. up front with you guys. Okay, that's uh, 10 plus 2 is 12. I'm going to roll an extra D6 unless I don't have to. Uh, how much was that total you had so far? 12. Uh, t- these have more than 12 hit points. Okay, an extra 5 more for 17 damage. Okay, it is not looking good, but it is still up. I then will use my extra attack from Polar Master and bash it with the butt of the weapon. Okay. Which I ain't going to make with a 8. Eight hits. So. They only have an eight armor. Oh, okay. Wow. So I can't miss them. You cannot miss them. That was a one. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, technically, I'm supposed to. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, you hit. All right. Uh, uh, eight plus two is twelve damage. Okay. Not twelve. No, it's ten damage. Sorry. Uh, that one it's also eight. falls. So there's one left. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna use it because uh, I will. I know, that was my bonus action to do that. So, yeah, um, I'm just going to prepare to harry the thing if it moves at me. Okay. So that's, uh, that's, that's my goal this round, is taking those two zombies out. Okay. Uh, Deb, you are up. There is one remaining zombie. All this planning. I'm swicking the scythe around a lot, by the way. It, it, it's very... Oh, we're not You're flourishing. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to just magic missile fire the things. Okay, well, it's going to hit, so roll me some damage. Twelve total. All right. That plunks into uh, this thing. It takes off a few chunks of dead flesh. Uh, that is going to be, well, are there any bonus actions or anything? No, I'm, I'm pretty happy where I am. I'm just going to stand here. Okay. Uh, Dina, you're up then? All right. Eldritch Blast. Go forth and blast with Eldritch Might. Absolutely hits. All right. I'll just roll. I get two, but I'll just roll for this. Uh, I also get plus three for thunder damage for Genie, so five damage. Okay. Uh, this thing is not looking great. Okay, then second Eldritch Blast. Nine. Hits. Uh, three damage. Uh, that is just enough to finish this thing, and let's see if he makes his undead fortitude. That's a one. That ain't gonna help. Uh, and with that, the last zombie falls away. And the arena all just kind of fades to back down into almost like a, I shouldn't say like a tidier version of what it was before, but there's a very clear pathway now. Uh, but the walls are gone. All the corpses are still there. Uh, and you see your little friend come forward and he's just, well, uh, okay, what, what was that? Nothing good, I think. <sighs> well, um, I, I suppose they did say adventure was weird. That was definitely weird. Is everybody okay? A little bruised. Right. Okay. Um, and then as he's as he's talking, he's looking around, he's holding his pit helmet very nervously. You hear the sounds of a slow clap uh, just kind of emanating oh, no. from the the top of the ziggurat. Ah, uh, well done. Well done. Ron, my child, you have grown so well. I'm very glad that you were able to survive. Please... Come inside. 
and the door that the zombie T-Rex came out of rumbles over to the side again, open into a cavernous black entryway. Ron is just, like, stone-faced, but definitely glaring. Excuse me, um, Ron, um, is your friend always this condescending? They're not friends. I wouldn't call her a friend, but she does as she wishes with little consequence. She doesn't seem very nice. She's not. Okay. (laughs) So if I have the opportunity to kick her in the shins, that's okay? I would not object. I don't know if that would be safe, but uh, you do you. Well, it depends on how high your shins are. (laughs) Okay. Well... Are you We've guys, been invited inside. You guys have been invited inside. It is uh, definitely, it doesn't look like there's anything else uh, standing between you. You still don't hear any forest wildlife or anything like that. Um, and funnily enough, you all notice that the sound of like the ritual drums that you had heard before have stopped. Be rude to turn down the invitation of a goddess. And uh, Ron... Go in. I'll... Walk up to Ron and be like, "My friend, you look like you took a hit there." And hit her with cure wounds Thanks. for 12, 12 points of health. Delightful. Thank you. Uh, Ron is going to shape change back into her typical halfling form, just kind of like, "No big deal." Yeah, they, they know what you they know you what you are roughly at this point now, so no sense in hiding. Yeah, it. yeah, but this is my kind of. Preferred, preferred, form. preferred normal form, and we aren't being stealthy anymore, so woof. And she's gonna just straight ahead. Okay. Is everybody her, weapon else? Is, her weapons are her weapons are still drawn, but she's not taking any particular caution, just walking in. I assume everybody's following Ron. Uh, yeah, I have to debegin, but I was gonna wear off any. Okay. Like a scene out of an action movie, uh, Ron starts moving forward like the uh, plucky hero of the story, uh, beaten, bruised, uh, slightly better thanks to her friend Yordle, uh, and steps forward towards something she's been waiting for for a long time, possibly a good spot of revenge. Uh, You walk forward and you can feel the temperature start to shift as you get closer to the ziggurat. The humidity and the heat of the jungle start to fade away to sort of the cool dampness that you would normally associate with underground. Uh, Not too surprising, considering the dense stone that is probably laid before you. The archway and hallway is dark, uh, and the sounds of your footsteps echo, but it is wide enough for you to walk three abreast. Uh, And as you make your way in, the door slides shut behind you, uh, and... After a few moments of walking forward in silence, ready, waiting for any sort of violent attack or outburst, something that would test you, sconces start to light up with a blue-green light. And what reveals before you is a chamber lavishly decorated with food, water, wine, beds, and a note sealed with a wax stamp in the symbol of Lilith. Ah. Uh. I will check it for any kind of trap. Okay, go ahead and make me a, uh, you can do a thieves tool check or a sleight of hand, or I believe any of that will work. Yeah, I rolled a 16 and my sleight of hand is 7, so 21. 28, you, you, with practiced paranoia, uh, move through the room, deftly moving your hands over the objects carefully making sure not to disturb any tripwires or darts or pressure plates. Uh, and everybody's watching Ron with sort of a 
this is a determination that in the case of Diener and, and Merzi, you've never seen her Ron display before. Uh, Ron's usually very jovial, uh, very kind, very open, uh, not nearly as taciturn as she is right now, not nearly as focused. Um, may even you notice that this is a shift from how Ron has been. Um, maybe that nervous energy before uh, is just gone right now in this moment. Uh, and with the confidence of a practice hand, something you've done thousands and thousands of times, uh, you have a flashback to being in the Temple of Lilith, back to being trained in the cult, where they would run you through these drills. And those who failed the drills simply died to the trap. You never died to the trap. But you buried people you considered friends. You would never let that happen again. And in this moment, you snap back and you realize there are no traps here. You've checked this with as thorough an eye and hand as you possibly can. And you are 100% confident beyond a shadow of a doubt, more than you have ever been with anything in the most recent months, that this is perfectly safe. This is as safe as we're going to get. There are no traps. Uh, I'll pick up the letter and open it and in the flowing script that is not quite elvish but has sort of that loopy uh feel to it you recognize the handwriting of lilith uh as many of your or former orders were in the same hand and it says my dearest ron i am so very proud of you and your friends and friends is in quotation mark please take this as an opportunity to replenish yourselves. If I'm going to see everything you have to offer me, I can't possibly have you at your weakest. Time will move quicker in here than anywhere else before you travel through the rest of my lovely summer cottage. Essentially, yeah. wh what is happening here is you have the opportunity to take a short rest but gain the benefits of a long rest. Um mm -hmm. So you can get all of your hit points, your spells, your abilities, and everything else back. Does, does Ron know Lilith to be someone of her word when she makes a promise like this? In D&D &D terms, she is lawful evil. Okay. If she makes a deal, if she makes a promise, that's as good as a contract. Okay. Uh, well, I'll relate the contents of the letter back to everyone else and say Lilith is not... Good, certainly, but she keeps her word when she makes it. So this is unsettling, but I think we're as safe as we might be in this place, in this jungle. All right, anybody else saying anything? or This is the rest, whatever it is to come. And the zombie was just a warm-up. That's what you're saying? Perhaps. Who knows what, who knows what she had in mind? <sighs> Okay. The... Well, let me look and see if there's any brownies in this. <laughs> and uh, Ron does kind of chuckle at that. She was, she's was she been really serious about this, but she does chuckle. Yeah, and Marzi, you find the pastry table almost immediately. Mine! I should probably share. Consider it God. Consider <laughs> uh -huh. it maybe not the word I would use, but... Your dwarven friend Those pipes are... pipes up. She uh, has a, a reputation of uh, capriciousness is not the right word. She's bored. All the stories that I've ever read about her is that she's just bored and likes to mess with mortals. And he looks at Ron. You seem to have a relationship with her, which is concerning. Yes, um, I, I'm sorry for you. Uh, you seem a very nice person. Um, 
I'm sorry. I will do what uh, I can Ron, to help us get through this. Ron inclines her head kind of, you know, in respect or thanks or something. Uh, I once had a relationship with her. It is, shall we say, not a friendly one any longer. He kind of nods knowingly. Mm. All right. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to do before you take a the, the brief rest? Okay. So in this moment, it, it will feel like eight hours for you, just uh, like a normal rest would, uh, except it elapses in the time of an hour. Do not worry about uh, anything in particular unless you guys want to set up watches if anybody's sleeping. Um, but for the sake of, of just moving this into the, the dungeon proper, uh, nothing does happen in this room. She was honestly true to her word. Uh, it is quiet. It is peaceful. It doesn't feel uh, oppressively warm or damp. Uh, it is very middle of the road, almost everything. Uh, if you sit on the couches or the beds, they're very comfortable. They're very lavish and fluffy. Um, and you do get, honest to God, good rest. When you are done and you gear up, uh, the items begin to fade away, uh, and you are left into a room that now has two doors, uh, one to the east and one to the west. The one to the east is a simple wooden door, uh, completely unadorned, uh, minus the metal banding to keep the planks in place and the handle that looks like it is a pull. Uh, the second door is a little beefier uh, and looks like it is almost modeled after an iron portcullis, except instead of having open uh, area between the bars, uh, it looks like there are metal slats. Uh, so you can kind of see that there is some light behind it. However, there is nothing else that you can really make out or see uh, through it. And the dungeon has begun proper. I would like to check if anyone have a preference for which way we go. I'm sure neither one is friendly, exactly. We're going to get eaten either way we uh, go. Yeah, so we still pick a direction to start. So your options uh, are east or west. Uh, how about if we go up? That's a direction. <laughs> Ron kind of stares up. It is indeed a direction, but I'm not sure how we would get there. I can fly. <laughs> oh, but you can't. Okay. And I think there's a ceiling above us, so... Yes, I'm avoiding making a decision. I can cast fly. I guess there's still no way out. And the ceiling is about ten feet tall, so I mean, you could fly. It's just not going to, you know, get you much height. I, I am dutifully avoiding making the decision <laughs> by giving you other alternatives. <laughs> Delegation. We can go down. How about if we go down? Down is a direction. If no one has an opinion, we could always flip a coin. So there are two paths here? There are two paths before you. Are they right and left? Or east east like, and west. I start walking east. All right, that would be the wooden door. Um, I When when May starts going that way, I will uh, come up beside her and examine the door for traps. Okay, uh, why don't you go ahead and make me a check? Uh, that's a 19 plus 7, so 16. Uh, there is a... Oh. 26. 26. That Numbers. is a very obvious trap. Uh, as you get closer to the door, you notice that there are several tripwires um, that looks like there is a small uh, gap between where the door and the wall is. And if you look very, very closely, it's razor thin, uh, but you're pretty sure there's a guillotine trap there. Uh, you can disarm it. Uh, it will be another check to do so, uh, but you have successfully found it. Had you had just grabbed the door, you would have lost a hand. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yes, uh, this is not safe, and I will see if I can disarm it. Oh, right. no. I, I cast Guidance on her right before she does that. Okay, that's not going to help. What'd you roll? I rolled a one, and then I rolled a two for Guidance. So that's a three. What's your... I, I'm not doing critical seven. fails on skill checks. Yeah, so you, you seven. Get seven total? Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten total. Could be worse. Okay. No, it couldn't be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. Uh, so it could be a nine. Uh, that is enough to disarm it because you are you lowered the difficulty because you know it's there. Um, so you are able to successfully disable it. You are very confident that it will not take off your hand if you to open the door. Okay, I think I think I've got it. Ron definitely looks kind of nervous tinkering with this. Okay. Do you want me to open the door with Mage Hand? It couldn't hurt, but right. I'm pretty confident this is. Ron said she's confident, but she sounds a little not confident. All right. It looks like my blue hand looks Can over. Can we just push it, or does it have a lever that you have to push? And... It's got a pull. It's got a pull thing. Oh. So we can't just take a shovel or something and push it open. Well, that's what he's using Mage Hand for. So you guys, this is true. you see Dinar uh, step forward slightly, uh, move you all back, reaches out with his arcane senses, and pulls with a uh, spectral blue hand on the door pull, which swings open very, very lightly, uh, and it is very well oiled. Uh, and it leads into what looks like a loading screen from an old PS1 game, uh, because it is dark and you are going to need to move through it in order to see what is inside. All right, then I... He's produced flame. My hand lights on fire. Okay. Who's going through first? Guess I am, since I stepped up. Okay. Uh, I assume nobody else is going to stay behind. Everybody's going to follow in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you walk in, and it is almost like a fog lifts uh, as the darkness dispels. Um, your hand is still a torch, but it doesn't seem like it's entirely necessary. Uh, an eerie light sort of emanates from what looks like lichen attached to the walls. Uh, it, it pulses with almost like a breathing light. Uh, and what you see is odd. It is a hexagonal room, uh, but you would think this is more like a sepulcher than anything else uh, or a reliquary because there are just piles of bones everywhere. And it looks like piles of bones are growing because there are literally bones falling from what looks like portals in the ceiling at various places. Um this may look like a certain room that people are familiar with from a certain dungeon in a certain game. And it looks like they're just falling down. There is a door at the far end of the room directly in front of you. How fast are these bones falling? A very lazy pace, like it, natural gravity. They're not being like rocketed down, uh, but it does look like they're just being added to the pile periodically. Like a portal will... will uh, activate for lack of a better term uh, and then bones will fall through it and then the portal will deactivate uh, and it seems to be going at random through various areas of the room. Are they like clean bones? Are these like old, like they're bones or are they like recently dead people? Does uh, that make sense? Are you going to go up and try to investigate one? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, you pick one up and you notice that it is fresh, clean but fresh. It looks like it has been recently taken from somebody or something. Uh, it is hard to determine what type of bone it is. Uh, you don't have that particular type of medical knowledge. That was never your ex experience or expertise. Um, but as you do so, uh, you notice that a couple of the piles start to shake a little bit. And I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative. Damn it. <laughs> you just had to touch the bone. 
Well, I I was actually worried that this was like a trap room where we were going to be like drowned in bones. Uh, to be fair, the trap was getting you guys to touch the bones. <laughs> uh, how can you avoid the curiosity? I, you know, I it's knowing your players and knowing that they can't help themselves. Well, what what players could help themselves? Oh. I got a fourteen. I kid you not. I rolled a natural twenty. <laughs> this is this is my. This is my black cat dice, and it has, like, the 20 is actually a black cat, and it is... Oh, adorable. It's super lucky. That's super on point. Lucky for me. Lucky for me. Unlucky for other people. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what did other people get? So let's go with... Some... May got a 17. Dinar got a 19. Uh, Mary's got a 17. Okay, and Liz, your total is 23. 24. 24. All right. Let's see what these things initiative is. They actually get a bonus on like the T-Rex. Not that it's going to help. They go on a six. Uh, so what you see starting to form itself out of the piles uh, as they begin to swirl in uh, form with uh, an ethereal sort of sinew pulling their bones together. Uh, and it looks like a weird version of a dragonfly with but on four legs and a scorpion's tail and a very human face. Um, you guys can make a knowledge arcana if you want to see if you know what these are. Give me a second. Yep. Three. You know 13. that they are bones. Or no. 18. 18. Okay. 10, 10 plus 8 is 18. Now I got a 7. Uh, so anybody who got above a 15 uh, would know that these are bone devils. Uh, and you have two of them staring you in the face. Or faces. It's hard to tell. They're, they're made out of bones. All right. So first up is uh, Ron. What does Ron do? Liz, you are muted. Bonus action hide? Is there somewhere I can hide? Uh, you could try to dive uh, into or around or behind some of the bones. I'll give it a go. All right, go ahead and roll that beautiful uh, stealth footage. That's a 17 plus 10. Uh, okay, that's a 27. That's, uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah, Um. okay. And uh, I'm going to attack the one that's nearest to me. Okay, so this room is maybe 50 feet total, like, from side to side. So it's not huge. Uh, so you, basically you can all be right, you're all right on top of these things. Um, mm -hmm. So you can easily get within shot of one, no problem. Uh, go ahead and roll me an attack roll. It will be with regular advantage because you are hidden and it does not have that type of senses. Got to roll with advantage. Well, uh, I initially rolled an 18 and then I rolled a 2, so I'm going to stick with that first roll. See, I, I rolled the black. I rolled the black cat dice, and then I rolled a different dice, and that one rolled me a two. All right, so that no is an eighteen total, or is it an eighteen plus something? Eighteen plus eighteen plus seven. Okay, that does hit. So go ahead and roll me some wonderful damage, please. See, that is twelve damage. Okay, uh, from the attack, but sneak attack. Absolutely. Uh, so that's eight sneak attack damage. Mm -hmm. uh, so a total of 20 damage. That is a good, and then, good hit. And then I'm going to use Whales from the Grave to hit a second one. Okay, are you going to focus on the same one or just... A different one. I can only... Whales from the Grave attack only can attack a different target Okay. than my first one. Uh, that is six necrotic. Uh, these are not resistant to necrotic. Ah, that's good for me. And um, that's all I can do. All right. Uh, next in the list is Dinar. Uh, okay. The... First one that she attacked, 
that's within 30 feet? Absolutely. All right. So since my hand is already on fire, I'm just going to take that fire and throw it at it. Like you do. Oh, that's only a 12. Uh, 12 does not hit, sadly. All right. Then I just kind of throw the fire and it just burns out on the ground somewhere. And how tall is the room we're in? Uh, about it's this one is about 20 foot ceiling clearance. A oh. little, little taller. I think, I think I'm just going to stand where I am. That was it. for. All right. Uh, that brings us to uh, May. So we got two bone devils in the room. There are two bone devils in the room. All right. Um, I'm going to get within 10 feet of them. Easy enough. Do they attack me? Uh, they do not have a reaction to attack you because you are moving with an engagement range, uh, but they cannot do an attack. That's not how it works for them. I'm just trying to see, does it look like they have reach? Uh, yes, their claws and their stinger does do seem to have, be, allow them uh, a little bit more than a normal human's reach. So, yes. Okay. guess I'm going to rage and attack. Just go. I'll go left. Okay. But we, actually, you know, I'll go for whoever Ron attacked. Is Ron currently... Like, still in melee with him? Uh, yes. I didn't move out. So you will get advantage. You can flank. Then I'm going to reckless attack it. To get another plus two? That's correct. Go for it. First roll. Okay, that's a 20. That hits. You can roll again to see if you can get the crit. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Nope. So I'm sticking with the 20 to hit. Okay, that does hit. Okay, 9 uh, plus 2 is 11. Okay. So for the first attack. Second attack. That's a 24. Again, going to roll again just to see if we can do better. Absolutely. No. Uh, so, <laughs> For those of you not that can't see the dice rolls, first attack was a 24. Second attack was an 11. Matt has this wonderful thing where he rolls first one hits, second one whenever he has advantage, and this has been consistent throughout the show. Uh, just for whatever reason, it's just ridiculously low. I love D&D dice. It is, it is fantastic. <laughs> so, yes. Second attack. Okay. 11 plus 2 is 13 damage from that one. Okay. I am going to then do the polearm strike. That's a 17, so a 24 total. I'll roll again. Yep. I mean, it was actually a 26. I'm forgetting to add the plus two. But here, we'll see this one. Yeah. Uh, there it is. 20, finally. Whoa. See, I had to mention uh, it. Breaks the streak. On the, on the worst attack <laughs> I have. So, but yeah, we'll roll this. So two plus four is six, which becomes 12 plus four is uh 16 total on that attack. That is not a slouch for a weak attack. Yep. Uh, this thing is uh, definitely chewed into. Action surge. Okay. Do it all again. Yep. Uh, attacking. <laughs> I love D&D. <laughs> That's a 19 plus 9 Still for a 28. Roll. It'll hit, but yeah. roll for the crit. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but we'll... No. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Okay, so yikes. Um, that's nine. seven plus two is nine, and then the final that's a 19. That will does hit that it, it does hit, okay. but roll again for, for the crit. Yeah, nope. Still but we'll take the 26 to hit. Um, 15 uh, plus two for 17 damage on the on that hit. Uh, this thing is looking chewed up as you see bits of bone and armor and uh, some of the connective magical tissue just sort of like starts to dissipate and crumble. Uh, it is not looking happy. Well, that's everything May can do. So, yeah, I just sit there. I've made an aggressive attack, so I don't have to worry about rage falling away. Yep, you're good. Uh, I just stay there, since I know they're both going to attack me. Okay, which brings us to Deb, since you also had a 17, but I know May, uh, May's agility is higher. All right, I still have the fire wand. So you do. 
Um, with the no, since we took a rest, the um, the mirror images would have disappeared. Correct. Yeah, you have to cast them again. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to cast them again. I'm just going to um, aim my fire wand and let's see what we get. I keep forgetting to describe all my cool scythe swings, so just assume I'm doing a lot of really cool scythe swings. Yeah, the way that I figure it is, it, it, it it's like the uh, the polearm fighting in IP Man. That's what I envision when May's fighting with the polearm. So it's, it's like it, it's definitely Wing Chun in my brain. Thirteen to hit, or was that your activation roll? That was the activation. Uh, good enough. Go ahead. Thirteen. I'm consistent. Uh, so thirteen does not hit it, unfortunately. Uh, it sort of it hits kind of to the side, and you notice that it sort of like dissipates a little bit. Um, you didn't quite get center mass on it. Any bonus actions? No, not at the moment. Okay. Uh, that'll bring us to Corey. And you said they're not resistant to necrotic damage? Uh, you wouldn't know that. Oh, dang, you're right. Here I go, trying to break the... I, uh, trust me, I understand how hard it is not to metagame, but I'm going to hold you accountable. So feel free to do whatever you think is going to be best. Uh, I'm going to use Thorn Whip on the closest Bone Devil. Okay. Uh, that'll be the one that is currently fighting Ron and May. Okay. Do I get an advantage or anything? Uh, not with a ranged attack. Gotcha. 16? Does not hit. Nice. Okay. Uh, I think that's everybody, unless you have a bonus action? No. All right. Uh, these things are going to go. Uh, the one that is engaged with uh, Ron and May is going to split its attacks. Uh, it is going to throw a claw at Ron. Uh, does a 19 hit you? Uh, it does. No, it doesn't. It hits its friend. <laughs> uh, what's the range limitation on that, Matt? Uh, 30 feet. Okay. Uh, so it deals 8 damage to its friend as the claw bounces off. Mark that down. Uh, and then it's going to throw a stinger at you. Uh, does a 20 hit you? Yep. Okay. So that is going to be 13 damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Is it poison damage? It is poison damage. Okay. Uh, oh, no, the, the first, sorry, the 13 is piercing damage. You're making the so, saving throw for the poison damage. So I don't take 13. I take half that. So I take seven or six? I take six. Rounding down for that, yeah. Because yeah, so. okay. you're raging, so. Uh, I also have, thanks to my runes, I believe I have advantage on con saves. That is correct. So, uh, first attempt of the save. Uh, 26. Yeah, okay, you succeed. Uh, so you will only take half damage from this. Uh, so you are going to take six points of poison damage, but you are not under the effects of poison. Uh, you feel, you feel this necrotic-ish energy sort of enter into your skin, uh, start to, uh, try to take hold, uh, but you've played this game before and your body has had so much interaction with natural stuff. There's been so many times your brothers have just thrown like stinging animals at you. This is not new. Uh, and you just shake it off. The next one is going to take to the air. Uh, it is going to fly a little bit up. Uh, and let's see who it goes after. Does it move ten out of the 10 feet of my range to do this? Uh, it is still within 10 feet. It's just hovering off the ground. Okay. However, the dice roll has determined that it is going to go after Diener, so it is going to move out of your range. So you can go ahead okay. and make an attack, attack of opportunity. Ron, you can as well. All right. Uh, um, do I get to attack recklessly when I'm... Not on a reaction. Okay, so I straight up missed this guy even mm -hmm. with the extra... I rolled a 26. That hits. Okay, that's a d8. And uh, da -da -da. five, six, seven, yeah, five... Six, seven, eight, nine points of damage. 
Okay, good hit. Math is hard. Go. Yeah. Okay, uh, Dinar, this thing is going to try to claw you. Uh, does a 16 hit you? Definitely. Uh, you're going to take eight points of slashing damage as its claws sh- try to shred at you. Uh, and then it is going to very likely miss you, because I don't think an 11 is going to hit you, uh, as it tries to bury its stinger into you and misses just so slightly and slams its stinger into the ground. Uh, they chitter in a language that at each, at each other that you can't understand. Well, I don't know. What languages do you speak, Dinar? I speak Abyssal, Common, Infernal, and Primordial. So you actually would hear this, because <laughs> they do speak Infernal. Uh, and they, you can hear them. Master said easy meal. Master said easy meal. Not easy, not easy. And we're back uh, to the top of the order. You can say anything you want to them. Go right ahead. Oh, should I ask, uh, which, uh, should I ask if, uh, Lilith is the master they're talking about? Uh, don't ask me. I'm asking them. They, uh... Is- their eyes, if they had eyes, would go wide. You could see the bones of the the ocular cavity sort of like in in biggin, and in like infernal. You hear they they start. It speaks us. It speaks us. So that might have been bad for you. We'll see how that goes on their next turn. But Liz, you're up top of the order. Ah, uh, okay. Um, am I flanking with May? Yep. Yep. You mm-hmm. still are flanking. So I'm going to attack. That was not a good attack roll. That's a 14. Does not hit. Oh, wait. I am flanking, so I have advantage. Duh. Yep. Uh, that's a 21. Uh, that will hit. Uh, so that is a 5 damage. Okay. And then sneak attack. I lost one of my sneak attack dice somewhere. So. And for those of you listening at home, the rules on sneak attack specifically say that it is any attack that has advantage. One attack per turn. So I've got a couple messages that it has to be from stealth. It does not actually have to be from stealth. It just has to be on an attack that gives advantage, which is why flanking is a rule that a lot of DMs don't let you use. But I do, because it's fun. Uh, that is 17 sneak attack damage. That is a palpable hit. Mm-hmm. It's rogues, man. Dude, the opening salvo from Rogues, they are, they are glass cannons. I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have the hit points of a caster, but... But your damage output is is insanely, insanely consistent. Um, okay. Uh, any oh, additional actions? Bonus action hide. Okay. And uh, I, rolled, I rolled a natural 20 on it. Yeah, you are going to disappear. It's still going to take a swing at you, though. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I don't think a 14 is going to hit you, so I think you're good. It does not. I vanish into the you, bones. I don't know. Yeah, you do like a whole ninja vanish, like uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You drop the smoke pellet, you're gone. Um, yep. Uh, so May, unfortunately, you no longer have uh, Sorry. regular advantage. Uh, so that's going to be Diener's turn next. You have a bone devil on you. All right. I guess the one that's in my face, I will just um, Eldritch Blast. Just little sparks coming out of my hand right at it. Okay. First one's just an eight. You're a little, you're a little off kilter. This thing charging at you, uh, sort of, sort of weakens your your aim. But the second one gets purchase, so feel free to roll damage. All right. Uh, two plus three, uh, thunder damage. Okay. And I guess that is all I'm doing, just staring it down. Yeah, it is back and forth. You keep hearing the, them talk about uh, they don't understand why you can speak their speak. Um, they're intelligent, but they're not that intelligent. All right, that brings us down to to Matt. Well, I got one in front of me. You do. 
So I swing the scythe around and go for that. I'm going to go reckless so I can at least have normal advantage. Go right ahead. That is going to. Okay, that's a 25. That's going to hit. We'll try the. I mean, you have to. Yeah, it didn't get any better. So first hit. Uh, 12 plus 2, 14. Okay. This thing is not looking good. If this thing could be bleeding, it would be bloody. 23. Okay, that hits. Trying again. Uh, Reckless attack is only the first attack. No. Isn't it? Nope. Reckless attack is every attack. You can, you, once you use reckless attack, it's up. So if I use it the first time, all my attacks are reckless. And then every attack against me has advantage. Hmm. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, so you still hit. So go ahead and roll some damage. So 14 plus 2 is 16. Uh, okay. That definitely hits and definitely does damage. Okay. Then we're going with the polearm strike. Okay. That's a 20 total. Hits. Trying again. Oh, well, it's a 25, but it's not a critical. Yep. Uh, 8 plus 2 is 10, so an extra 10 damage for the polearm, the butt of the polearm. Fantastic. How do you finish this one off? Uh, I do two, like, very fancy slashing strikes with the scythe. Like, one comes up and goes literally in an arc through the, the front of its torso. The second one comes in from the side and goes right through its where its hips are. And then I'm, since it's a scythe... I've got the grip on the side of it that you hold it with, and I basically spin it around and just smash the butt into it, and it falls into two pieces. And that's exactly what happens. And then as it hits the ground, after the two pieces hit the ground, uh, the bones start to come loose uh, and almost fall back into their piles, leaving one bone devil uh, still attacking Dinar. However, I still have my full move. You do. And you can you can easily move to close that gap if you want. Yeah, I'm going to move up so that I'm flanking it with Dinar. Okay. Although that doesn't really help him, because he already went. True, but, uh, but it helps I you. Attacked, I attacked with my bonus action, so I can't do anything else. All right. So that's it. I just move into range. And that brings us to Deb, then. All right. We're going to aim. First, we'll see if it activates. 16. Does That activates. Go ahead and roll the hit. 16 plus maths. Uh, if it's plus your spell modifier, you should hit. That's plus three, so that's a 19. Yep, that hits. Go ahead and roll some damage, please. 17. Okay, that is a good chunk of damage. All right, and that brings us down to Corey. What is your do? thorn whip thing again. Go for it. I believe in you. Hey, I rolled a 16 again. You rolled a 16, and fortunately it doesn't hit. Man, these thorns are not... Not doing the- Sorry. Womp, womp. Uh, that's going to be the Bone Devil's turn unless you have any bonus actions. No bonus action. Okay, it's going to take a claw attack at Dinar. Uh, does a 16 hit you? Yes. Uh, take 8 points of slashing damage, please. And it's going to lash out at its at May with its tail. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. I assume that hits. Yeah, it's going to hit. Okay, uh, 13 points of piercing damage and a constitution Reduced save. Reduced to 6. Yep. And okay, then first two con saves. That's a natural one, so good thing I have advantage. Good thing you have advantage. That's only a 14, though. Unfortunately, not enough. Uh, DC is 15. Uh, so you are poisoned for one minute. Uh, you'll take the full brunt of the damage. Uh, that's 23 poison damage. Uh, and you now are the poison effect. Uh, you can repeat the saving throw to shake the effects of the poison at the end of each of your turns. Uh, and it will end on a success. Sorry about that. Uh, top of the order then goes to Ron. 
Oh, I get a plus two bonus to all ability checks and saving throws that you stir a cup. Oh, well, then you take half that damage and are not poisoned. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just, I thought I did, so I went and looked it up. Uh, and for th- for those of you at home, poisoned is not terrible in 5e. It's bad, but it's not as bad. It only, it's only disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until poison's over, uh, which is way better than it used to be, which was you're poisoned and you die. So. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Um, well, I'm going to do my thing, and I'm going to attack it. All right. Uh, you will have advantage because, uh, one, you are hidden, right. and then you're going to get the double advantage because it is engaged. That's an 18 plus 7. It definitely hits. Would you like to try for the crit? Uh, no. No, I rolled two dice at the same time. The other one was a 7. So the 18, better. Uh, that's 7. That's 11 points of damage, and then sneak attack. Okie dokie. Sneak attack is 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13. Very good hit. All right. Any bonus actions? Oh, um, I will stay in range to keep with the, actually, I'll stay in range to keep flanking with May and make a second attack. Okay. Does the second attack also have advantage? It does. Uh, that's a 17 plus 7. Is so. that with the, that's the highest of the advantage rolls? That's the highest, yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's, that's 10 points of damage total. All right. And that's, that's me. Good, solid hits. All right. Uh, and that'll bring us down to Dinar. All right. Then, just a simple, makes like a little finger gun with his hand. It's a pew pew with the Eldritch Blast. Alrighty. All right. 20 on the first one. Hits. Uh, five plus three thunder damage. So, eight total. Okay. And on the second, nope, I was in 11. So, that's second shot just went flying. Correct. That does not Somewhere. hit. Yeah. Unfortunately. Let's see. And doesn't want the opportunity to attack, so he's just going to keep staring it down. Okay. Uh, then next up is going to be Matt. What does May do? Uh, well, she says, wait, can we possibly we can negotiate now? Safe <laughs> <laughs> so comes up. Just discover something cool, so... And I am, I'm flanking with you now, so... It's also a reckless attack. Uh, 8 plus 9 is a 17. Does that hit? 17 does not hit. Okay, so mm. I missed on that one. Uh, next attack. Wait, no, you have advantage. Yeah, I rolled both with advantage that time. Uh, well, did you add the plus two from the double advantage because you're recklessly attacking? No, I did not. So that would be a 19, and that would hit. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I'm going to roll again. I'm going to do, just do a, a combat roll here. Uh, yeah, 19 plus nine is a 28 on the second one. Yep, both of those hit. So first one, that's 11 plus two, uh, 13. Okay. Second one, uh, 10 plus six plus two, so 18 total on that one. Okay, that is not looking very good. I guess I'll go for the polearm. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> no. For, even with a 14, no. That does just whiffs. Sadly, no. All so, right. yeah, uh, that's that. That's everything I can do. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that brings us down to Deb. You're up. All right. Aiming again. But, yeah, you can actually tell it to roll with advantage uh, when you go to do the yeah. roll. If you click, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool little thing. They've they've made it they've made D and D Beyond pretty robust. So that's a sixteen which activates. I just asked her Royal Highness if she wanted to roll, and then we had Thunder and she's taken off. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile my Voidling is sitting on a cardboard taco truck watching us and waiting for her opportunity to steal my dog. So that was a base roll of eight. It's my 
So it's not going to be enough unless you have a plus 11. <laughs> no. So that's going to miss, unfortunately. It hits the ground! Okay, uh, which now brings us down to Corey. Now's your time, Yordle. Now's your time! You kidding me. <laughs> oh, that is the third 16 in a row? Congratulations. It's, it's so close to being a good roll. It's so close. I mean, it is a good roll. It's just not good enough, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, the dice, the animated dice hovered on that 17. It was it was almost there, and then it just one more roll. I was like, ah. Well, a 17 wouldn't hit it anyway. Well, a 17 plus 6 would have. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 17 plus 6 would have hit. Um, so Wait now a minute. Th- Hold on. 16 plus 6 is 22. No, he rolled a 10 uh, plus 6. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... All right, uh, that's going to be the Bone Devil's turn. It's going to turn and its attention to Ron, uh, because you are still there and you did the most damage to it. It did not like it. Uh, an 11 is not going to hit you. Nope. Uh, a 26, however, will. Uh, so and I... Go ahead. Uh, I will use Uncanny Dodge to cut that in half. Uh, okay, so you will take half of the 13 from the piercing damage. Uh, rounding round down to six. half up? Okay. And then I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. 11, 12. Uh, that does not save. Uh, mm. You are going to take 24 poison damage, and you are poisoned. Ow. I'm so sorry. What's the total of that? Would that be 30 damage? Uh, that would be 30 damage. Okay. And I'm poisoned. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, th- that's going to be your turn next. Oh. Oh. So it's my turn right now. Um, ouch. I got a more bad news for you. Huh. You don't have a disadvantage now. You can't get it. Correct. You, you, if you, if you stay flanking, you will get a normal attack roll, which means yeah, you but don't I get can't... sneak attack. Yeah, but sneak attack. Hang on. Sneak attack needs advantage in order to. And clearly, it knew where you were because it stabbed you. So you're not. Yeah, I did. To it. I, I didn't hide because I was trying to give you advantage. I appreciate uh, yeah, it. Yeah, in that case, that case, I cannot do much. I am going to. I'm going to cast, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. I am not going to attack because my attack is kind of pathetic without sneak attack. Uh, I am going to use Toll the Dead on it. It needs to make a Wisdom 14 save. Okay. Uh, I got a natural 20. Okay, it saves. Uh, and I don't think it does anything. anything. Yeah, nothing happens if it saves. Yeah, nothing happens. Um, I'm going to try to hide. Alrighty. That's 25. Okay. Uh, it misses its opportunity attack at you, and you are hidden. That's good. That is good. Uh, that's going to bring us to Andrew. What does Dinar do? All right. I uh, doing the the same thing I keep doing. Gonna make it hurt. Right. You're gonna get it with that Eldritch Blast. I'm gonna, uh, but maybe not 17. Unfortunately, no. And oh my gosh, two 17. <laughs> so no, I did. I did nothing. Yep. You, go ahead. Do I get another saving throw to escape the poison condition during my turn? Yes, you do. At the end of your turn. I apologize. Oh. So, go then ahead. I roll 16. Uh, that is enough. You are no longer poisoned. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I'm poisoned. No, I'm not. Um, okay. She got it, When she realized she couldn't sneak attack, she got into such a flop sweat that she sweated the poison out. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> uh, that, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> And okay. then her split personalities kicked in, and they stood there going, But you are poison! No, I'm not! Yes, you are! No, I'm not! 
okay, that's one thing that could happen. I that guess. is definitely something that could happen. Uh, we're going to go with Matt, since you're up next. Alrighty. I'm going to go reckless because I'm not currently flanking with anyone. You are. You're flanking with Diener. Yep. Oh, okay. Right there next to you. I'll still go reckless because it means, you know, plus, two. plus two to this roll. So, uh, 23, 25. So, yeah, yeah that, that, that hits. hits. The next attack, just up front. Ah! 16 plus two is an 18. Just misses. Yeah. So the first and first one, roll some damage for me, please. Nine plus two is 11. Okay, this thing looks like it's on death's door. I'm going to try the polearm attack. Okay. Oops, I forgot to roll. Well, that's a 22. It hits. I'll roll, I'll roll again, just in case. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Eight plus two is 10. And that is exactly what you needed to kill it. So, again, Ooh. the... First slash hits it in the arm. Second slash misses completely. It ducks, and what would have been a really great headshot just goes sailing over its head. And as it cackles at me that I missed, I tr- I basically swirl around and bring the butt backwards and like actually ram it into its chest and blow the contents of its chest out its back. <laughs> okay. Uh, and with that, we are out of initiative. Combat ends uh, as the uh, second bone devil returns to the piles of bones around the room. Uh, you are now free to do as you wish in this room. I was like going to be all mad because I've taken a bunch of damage, and it's the first time I've taken damage yet in any of these fights. So I was going to be all mad, and then Ron went and got nearly killed. So. <laughs> I I have fifteen health. I'm totally not nearly dead. Considering you had like you you had you took. More than twice that amount of da- of damage. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have I have a total of forty five hit points. Ron, so that's man. my that's my good day hit points. I am going to I'm going to go up to Ron again and be like, my friend, you you need to be a little more careful. And uh, yeah, yeah. I need to stop trying to help our. This is what happens when I try to flank. <laughs> I'll More hiding, less flanking. Feel free to flank and then get out. I don't need you to be flanking to get advantage. I can have advantage whenever I want. Ron, you can have 14 hit points back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, at like, this at this point, the dwarf will uh, come about from where he was hiding, uh, because that was a very scary situation. Uh, and he will, he will uh, hand you a potion of healing, so you can go ahead and roll another 2d4 plus 2. And get some health back. Uh, I don't. I don't have many of these, but uh, well, you guys are taking the brunt of the front line, so I feel it's only fair. Two uh, D. Oh wait, I rolled the wrong dice. Um, okay, I, I use second win and get back fourteen hit points. Okie doke. Two D four. That's four. That's six. So eight more hit so points. So I get eight. Eight point. Thank you, my friend. <sighs> okay. Uh, so you have the room uh, in front of you. Uh, it's still the bones are still coming in, and you have that door at the very far side. Are you doing anything else in this room? Check the door for traps. Okay, uh, we'll get to that in a second. We'll just want to run through everybody. Okay. Is anybody else doing anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, looking around, being ready in case I need to stab something. I'm being very is careful. There anything? Not to touch bones. Yeah. <laughs> there doesn't yeah, look like there's anything on the ground or boxes or treasure chests or anything. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll me a perception check? That's a uh, 14 plus 6, 20. Uh, you notice in one of the piles, it looks like uh, buried in it is what looks like the corner of a wooden chest. Oh. Dig that out, then. 
Okay. Someone is making smart moves uh, today. It's not me. Unfortunately, you touch bones to do yeah. it. And, <laughs> and as you touch that the bones, not not thinking of before, as everybody's like, ah, no, nothing happens. Uh, and you pull, <laughs> there was only two bone devils in this room. Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, you pull out the chest. It is, looks like it's locked in a, it's a, pirate style chest it's traditionally comically large uh you don't know how you missed it before and it's got a huge iron lock on the front of it i will check it for traps okay go ahead and it's my sleight of hand right yes okay that's a 20 a dirty 20 no traps whatsoever and i will unlock it what's my roll to unlock is that also uh, sleight of hand yes it is that's only a 12 uh, the lock is not exactly exceedingly complicated. Um, you pop it open pretty easily. Uh, and what you guys find it's inside... a little shaken from all that. <laughs> a little bit. Your hands are a little shaking. Uh, but what you find yeah. in there is a... Pirate's treasure is the best way to put it. Uh, <laughs> there is 400 copper, 4,000 silver, Whoa. 1,900 gold, and 60 platinum. There Can is you a, repeat that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 400 copper, 4,000 silver, 1,900 gold, and 60 oh, platinum. Now, gold, your gold is 2,500 gold. Uh, 4,000 copper is another 400 gold. I mean, 4,000 silver is 100 gold. So 2,900 gold, and I don't know or care what the copper is. Four gold. Four gold worth of copper. Um, there's more. Uh, there is a bloodstone worth 50 gold. There are two carnelians worth 50 gold each. There's a moonstone worth 50 gold, a quartz, a beautifully cut quartz uh, at 50 gold, a cubic zircon at 50 gold, and then there are one, two, three, four potions of varying color and sizes, and you can t- attempt to identify them if you want. Merzy would have advantage on doing so. Yeah, I was going to say, Merzy yeah. should Sure. All right, so it's Hand them over. It's just Arcana check with advantage, please. First one is a 24. All right. Uh, that's good enough to identify them. They're pretty common. They're not exactly uh, the rarest of things. There is a potion of animal friendship. There's a potion of fire breath. There's a potion of greater healing. And then a Give potion. Yeah, and then a potion of growth. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's, that stacks. It, 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 does. Right? it does, yes. There's I'm grabbing that. I, <laughs> I grabbed it the second you said that. what it was. It was like, Mersey looks at him, points her finger at him, and says, Now listen here. Ceilings are only so big, and you can't get through the door sometimes. Who are you pointing at? I'm a she. You. Yeah, I'm a she. Her. She didn't say Sorry. any gender, I thought. She said oh. him. Oh, yeah, there you go. Sorry about that. <laughs> See, this is all I know. I picked good treasure, because... That reaction was good. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Are you kidding? I've been trying to figure out a way to get the enlarged spell this whole time. I know you have. <laughs> uh, and you almost missed it because you were going straight for the door. So thank you. You can all thank Corey for that. Actually, I didn't I didn't actually say I was doing anything. I said I was looking around to see if anything else attacked us. I didn't say I was going anywhere. That's fair. But you weren't searching actively. Haha. That's true. I wasn't. Well, uh, what's my investigate is, yeah, it's a zero. So. <laughs> okay, uh, so you, you guys, you look through the rest of the room, I'm sure that nothing else really stands out. Uh, doesn't look like there's any other uh, treasure. Uh, and Ron, you are free to check the door. The door itself, uh, as you approach it, looks like it is made out of the same stone as the rest of the room. The It, it does not have an obvious handle. Uh, it looks like it is set into an archway made out of the same stones as well. 
Um, so you can begin your investigation. You said you're first looking for a trap? Yes. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, cast guidance before she does that. Alrighty. Gosh. Hey, can we, uh, just, just for easiness sake, can we just say that Dinar cast guidance on Ron? When she I, we things? can, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's a 27. Uh, this is not trapped. It is, however, fairly well stuck. Um, does not look like there's an obvious mechanism for you to engage it. Um, you cannot, you go through and you look all over, uh, look, see if there's like a pressure plate or a stone you can move in, something you can try to gain purchase with your pry bars. Uh, nothing seems to be able to do it. However, you think that if you put sufficient muscle behind it, you could get this thing knocked off the track and be able to get into the next room. Well, I don't know how to open it, uh... With my skill set, but perhaps we could brute force this. Okay. Which would not be my specialty. I'll walk over to it. With my negative one strength. <laughs> what does it need for me to do here? Uh, just a strength check if you're going to try to muscle the door open. Okay. Uh, then can I, like, provide help? You can, give that, you can give the help. Anybody can I, give the help action. I don't need I'm gonna, to have advantage anyway. I'm going to cast guidance. Okay. I'll, then I can use yes, it. but double advantage, <laughs> Matt, gives you the plus two. Okay. And guidance. Why not? So it's a strength. It's not a saving throw. It's just a strength check. Just a strength check. Okay. Not a saving throw. So I got a plus four and a d twenty. So a two. Uh, um, you're gonna want to roll that advantage. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. A two. <laughs> two oh two my God. both times. Uh, so, unfortunately, well, that's better than a one. It is better than a one. Uh, unfortunately, on. not enough. Hold on. Uh, so it's two. Plus four is six. Plus, the plus a D four. You roll yeah. a D four. I would a ten do anything? Should I even try? A ten will not do anything. You can, however, okay. there's nothing imminent doing this, so you can give it another try. There's no like immediate danger. All right. Well, then we wait like six seconds, and I'm like, all right, I gotta be able to do better than that. I uh, a two. <laughs> <laughs> and, but presumably, you still have advantage. Yeah, yes. but come yeah. on. That's three twos in a row. That's I mean, hey, Corey, you were complaining about your three sixteens. Okay, and eleven I plus four is fifteen, so I will now do the guidance roll. Perfect. So sixteen total. Uh seventeen total, right? Because it's eleven plus Oh yeah. Eleven plus so it was fifteen plus that, so yeah. Okay, okay yeah. Good. Because the DC was seventeen. <laughs> Uh, you gather yourself and you put, you push into it and you push into it and it's just not budging. You get the slight moment of anger. Then you center yourself. You're like, no, this would be bad. And you shift the way you're standing just enough and you knock the, the door off its track. And now you can move it out of the way. Uh, I, and, right there. I could have raged to do it, but then I would have used my rage. So. Yeah. Not worth it. Uh, all right. So then that falls away. Uh, and just like the first room and the PS1 loading screen, there is darkness before you, uh, and you can enter into this next chamber should you. I'll let the people who can, like, track dangers and so forth go before me. But I'm looking in it with my dark vision just to see if I see anything. Okay. Uh, should I make a perception check? You can. Nope. Nine. Okay. You don't see anything in there at all. All right. Who's going, who's going in first? All right. I did so well last time. I light my hand on fire again. Like that, clear the darkness and <laughs> head in. Okay, uh, you head in. I'm sure everybody follows after you. Uh, you walk into what you couldn't tell before, but as soon as you cross the threshold, 
again, it's almost like lights come on, like a darkness is peeled back, like the fog is removed. Uh, at the center of the room is a giant fountain, uh, taking up almost the entirety of the uh, 50-foot round space. Uh, it is a three-tiered fountain, and it looks like it's got various uh, carvings of Lilith, uh, where water is coming out of, um, we'll just say naughty places, because that's sort of Lilith's weird thing. Um, and it looks like the water is tinted red. Um, it does not have the irony smell of blood uh, that all of you are familiar with as adventurers. Uh, it would not be the first time that you have encountered it. Um, but it almost has like a, a sweet smell to it. Almost like berries, but not quite right. To the north is... A, to the north, the east and the west of this room are both are, are all doors and you can see them very clearly they all look like they are sturdy wooden doors uh in the middle of the fountain is a little placard uh looks like it has been made out of scrap wood that somebody found somewhere and it looks like written on it in you don't know what uh is the si- a sign that says look to the left so what is on our left so you look to the left, and all you can see is a door. Does everybody look to the left, or does... I, I need to know what everybody does. I look to the right, because I'm suspicious. <laughs> okay. Um, this this placard, does it look like... Is it neatly carved? Is it hastily carved? Like, is this something... And you said it was a piece of scrap wood, so I'm wondering if this was something that someone who has ventured through this temple, some poor soul, has made, or if it was supposed to be here. Uh, it was not supposed to be here, from what you can tell. It is very dis- It is not like the rest of the room. It may have been pieces of a bench or something else. This does look like at one point this was a uh, like just a fountain room of some type, like a sitting room, something mm. for reflection. But that's about it. What was that Matt? Uh, didn't think I said anything. Oh, I thought um, I heard you. I apologize. No, but um, since I have to decide what I'm doing, let me make a wisdom save to see if, if May is smart enough or wise enough to think of this. Nope, I look left. Okay. <clears throat> like the me person thinks this is a terrible idea, <laughs> but May is not as cautious as I am, so she's like, "What? What's left?" Okay. Uh, so then the only person who sees this start to form then, uh, <laughs> is Marizy, unless anybody else is, is not looking left. I just, I need to know. No, 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 Yeah, I also don't. I think my knee-jerk reaction is to look left. All right, so Marizy sees what is, well, there was a piece of scrap wood. Then there was two pieces of scrap wood. Oh, no. Then there was seven pieces of scrap wood. And now there's the form of a man made out of scrap wood. And it happened so quick. Marcy, you're not even sure what happened. You think you might have drank something weird or it's making you see things. But I'm going to need initiative from everybody as a wood golem uh, made from the scrap wood of the benches that once sat around this fountain uh, remain uh, in, in form into what looks like a, well, wood version of at this point. Let's roll the six. Perfect. It looks like a word, wood version of May, complete with a wood scythe. Yordle rolls an 11. I have a 14. Denar is 15. Ron is 16. 20. All right, and these are going on a, uh, this guy's going on a six. So congratulations. You continue to beat me on initiative on every single encounter so far. 
Uh, so, um, Matt, you're up. You turn I around. Checked. You turn around, and you see a wood version of you. Uh, what looks like damp and old and rotted wood, uh, and it is a crude approximation of you. It looks like something one of your younger siblings would have drawn out of chalk on a wall uh, to make fun of you, because that's what kids do sometimes. And we wouldn't have used chalk, but yeah. Um, I gesture and. One of the two lions appears directly behind it. Okay. How's that? I don't know if it can attack. My my action this round is to summon it. I yeah. Have to. So I, I could call I could call two or just one. I just call one. Yeah, I so. don't think it can act on your turn. I think it can act on the next turn on your initiative. If I'm reading this right. Yeah, that that seems fine. But yeah, it pops in behind it, and I then uh, since that's my action for a bonus action, I will grow. Okay. Uh, you are big. It. Seems like it's tracking you, and it just keeps it watches as you grow. Yeah, and then I will move. I will just step ten feet forward. Oh, like it, how far it's right, on, it's right on top of all of you. I assume that you were all standing together. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. um, then I won't move since I can't really. Um, yeah, that's it. That's my go. Okay, that's going to be Ron next because again, I rolled like terribleness. Uh, I'm going to dart around it to flank it. Okay, easy enough to do. I rolled a 19 and a 3 on that advantage. Well, 19 will definitely hit, plus whatever you have to it. Uh, yeah, 19 plus 7. And uh, damage for that is 6 base damage. 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, 13 sneak attack. So that would be a total of um, 13, no, 19 damage. Very yeah, good. Yeah, 19 total. Uh, bonus action hide. I'm going to try and dart behind the fountain. Alrighty. Uh, go ahead and roll me a stealth check, and it will take a swing and miss horribly because I rolled a three. Uh, no, I rolled real bad. I rolled a six. Well, that makes you... Uh, six. No, 16. Yeah. Congratulations. That's... This thing it does not see you because it has a very low passive perception. All right. And uh, that's all I got. That will bring us to Dinar. All right. So my hand's still on fire for the torch thing. I'm going to Super Mario Brothers style and try and <laughs> light the wood on fire. As As expected... Please do so. No, I roll one. So oh, no. total, but yep, once again, like I probably just like threw the fire into the water or something like that. Yeah, and steam rises from where the, the fire hit the water. Uh it would be great for tea later, but well, yeah. Unfortunately it did not hit. Um that will bring us to Mirzi. Well, let me see if I can set the wood on fire underneath it. Go right ahead. See if your uh thing activates. Oh, really good on the activation. That is a 15. Yep, activates just fine. Go ahead and roll to hit. I rolled a 1. <laughs> Unfortunately, does not hit. You hit the same spot the Dinar did, uh, and now that would be very good water for maybe a pot roast, because it's too hot for... T- um, Alright. <laughs> Any other bonus actions or anything like that? Other than s- face palming? No. Alright, you face palm is a free action. Uh, Corey, Yordle's up. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to cast Infestation at it. Okay, what does Infestation do for us? It causes a cloud of mites, fleas, and other parasites to appear on it. Are you summoning termites? Uh, I, I was thinking termites, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, con save, 14. <laughs> that ain't going to be very good for me. Uh, do, do, do Con save. Fails miserably. So it takes 6 damage. That's it? And it's only a 2d6, it's just a cantrip. Okay, it is now covered in termites as they begin to slowly eat it. It also has to move five feet in a random direction. If it moves, or or does it have to move? 
Uh, it has to move. Okay. If, if it can move and its speed is at least five feet. All right. It so will go. We will roll five. for a random direction and we'll go five feet that direction. Yeah. So assuming it can go to the south, it goes to the south. Yep. That's exactly where it goes. Uh, so it will stumble uh, five feet to the south. So Ron and May will get opportunity like attacks. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, this doesn't provoke opportunity. I'm oh. deciding that it does, so go ahead. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do not mess with 17. me in my world, child. I am God here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ron rolled a 17. Uh, that will hit. Uh, 21. That's only. That will also hit. Ron does 5 damage. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I can use it. Uh, the thing that I get was this being giant size is I can add a d6 to damage, but I don't think I can use it for this, can I? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, it says 10 plus 6 uh, is 16 plus 2 because of... Oh, no, I don't get the plus 2. Sorry. Uh, but I will do 6. 16 plus 1 is 17. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is enough to explode this thing. These things are not extremely hardy. This is more to be an inconvenience than anything else. Uh, it explodes into a shower of splinters and rotten wood, uh, now covered in termites. Uh, and in its place is a new placard. Uh, and and the in its place, it says... Instead of looking left, uh, three doors to choose, two locations are the same. Choose the right one, and the dungeon comes to an end. Aww. Well, obviously, we go to the right, because the sign chose to tell us to choose the right one. But do we look to the left, and then choose the door on the right? So, so wait, you're, you're saying that this doors. is a pun. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that the dungeon ends on a pun. I just want to make sure that that's what you just said. I obviously wouldn't want to choose the wrong one, and it says to choose the right one, and the one on the right is the right one. Um, I'm going to make an insight check on Yordle to see if he meant that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, so go ahead and roll insight before I ask Yordle if he meant it. <laughs> I got a 13 on the insight check. I don't know. Yordle, did you mean what you were saying? Were you, were you buying it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm sincere in this. Yeah, 100% sincerity. Uh, he he means what he's saying. But there are three doors in here, right? Yep, there's one to the north, one to the east, one to the west. And then the one on the south that you came through. Um, can I investigate the doors and see if there's, is there, are they all exactly the same? Is Are any of them trapped, obviously? Uh, so tell me, and this is going to be important in this moment, what are you doing okay. to investigate the doors? Um, uh, I have something, but when she's done. Okay. Uh, basically, I want to. I, I would like to approach the door. I don't want to touch the door. I'm going to examine the. I'm just looking, basically. I want to see is there anything written on the door? Is there anything around the door jam that might indicate a trap or a sign of any kind? Uh, so you don't see anything obvious. Uh, you can go ahead and roll um, an investigation if you want to look. Uh, specifically for those things, that's fine. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm not good at investigation, but we'll see. That's just an 11. Uh, as far as you can tell, these are all identical doors uh, mm -hmm. bound in the same way, formed out of the same material, set in the same exact manner. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? I don't else? see anything unique about any of the doors. I'll you do not, that. no. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, while she's doing that, I'm looking around for wear patterns on the floor. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, I would say that would fall under either investigation or possibly tracking, so survival. All right. Well, survival, I got a bonus on an investigation. I don't. So if you're telling me to do either one, I'm going with survival. Yep. I'm giving you the option, so you can choose that. So a 16. 
As near as you can tell, the one that has the most wear is a tie between the north and so forward and right. The one and to the, the left thing looks said like that two go to the same place. It did. Well, if two go to the same place and the uh... uh could you repeat the thing the wood said? Uh you're gonna make me reread it. I remember what I came Sorry. up with. That's okay. Uh oh. <laughs> I I will paraphrase. Uh okay. there are three doors, three choices. Two of the choices lead to the same place. If you choose the correct door, however, you'll get to the end of the door. That would, to me, imply that the one that doesn't have a lot of foot traffic mm-hmm. might be the one that is we want, just because these an equal amount of foot pattern to these two different doors, which would imply that they might be the one with the same destination. But that's just, that's all I got. Do I hear anything? Like, are there any sounds, or is this just dead quiet? You do not hear anything aside from the bubbling water. Oh boy, this bubbling water. I don't want to look at it, and I kind of do. Oh yeah, the water. Mm-hmm. You said it I'm gonna like, let. Can we recognize? I'm gonna let. I'm sorry, say that again, Corey. Can uh, you said it smelled like something? Do we recognize what it smells like? Uh, you can make a wisdom check, a straight wisdom, to see if you recognize it. Uh, I do not. I just got six. Yep, you have no idea. Everybody else's, you can if you want to. You see, Yordle instead of looking at the doors is looking at the fountain. Straight up wisdom. Straight up wisdom. And, uh, I would say so. because it's scent based, Matt, your character would get. Bit. Oh, okay. I got a twelve. And my character, knowing magic, asks Yordle, "I don't suppose you have the power to control water, do you?" Oh, not really. There are some who not might. Not that one. I rolled a one, so I'm having trouble discerning whether it even That's is water. Twenty. Yeah. Uh, plus two, so twenty-two plus. Uh, yeah, so. 22 with a natural 20. So all of you, except for for May, have no idea. Uh, May, however, takes a scent uh, and whiffs it and, and thinks it over for a moment. And you recognize this as mulled wine. It's an alcoholic drink. I recognize it from the Giant's Feasts. Uh, what did they call it? Uh, did you call it mulled wine? They made it in really big vats. All right. So the information that you have so far is you have the three doors. You know that there is wine coming out of the fountain uh, and that, you know, two of the doors have wear pattern. Do any of the doors have like a vine on them or anything? Nope. I have no markings on them, or at least none that Rand could see with a roll of an 11. Now, there are other people in the party. I'm waiting for y'all to, to see if there's any way you want to do it, too. So I don't want to I don't want to just keep going to the same two people. Yeah. yeah. Do something. All right. Let's start well, there animals in the room. Or the other room's empty. Is the, the There's right a lion in here. Oh, I, I <laughs> meant that, like, lived in the room. No, this is just a, it looks like it's just a stone room with a fountain in the middle. Uh, and as you look at the pile of, of what was the wood golem, uh, it looks like it was made out of the benches that probably were originally made to sit around the fountain. And it's two doors. Three doors. Three doors. Three doors. Which two doors have the... the- where on them? North and east. So straight ahead and to the right. Is this one of those times where you've created a simple puzzle and we've completely missed the thing that would make it simple, so we're spending way too much time on it? I can answer that question, but do you really want the answer to that question? No. <laughs> <laughs> My considered opinion is that we go to the one that doesn't have all the wear, the wear in it, even though it probably has a guillotine behind it and it'll chop us all into little pieces. But that's for another day. Nicholas <laughs> oh, is so positive. <laughs> oh, she reaches into her coat, 
pulls Tubi out. Go sniff! Drops him on the ground. Okay. Let's see. What I'll actually command. I'll command my lion to go do the exact same thing, since he has advantage on on scent base wisdom checks. Okay. Uh, go ahead and for your lions, just make the make the check. I'm making it for Tubi. Okay. I only have one lion out. Uh, lion. Because, yep. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Tubi sniffs the doors uh, and sneezes, but just kind of sits down. Doesn't really have a definitive answer. One second. This is gonna have. Uh, plus on it. Hmm. I'm going to have to roll twice. Sorry. You're fine. Okay, that's a 13 for the first one. Trying to do better, obviously. But it's two tens in a row. That's my thing. Yeah, D&D so Beyond is, is liking consistency. So that's that's a 13. Okay. Uh, not enough to really make a difference, uh, aside from it seems to be gravitating towards the north and the east, the ones that have the weight. And then the sign told us to look left is the door that doesn't have the wear, correct? Correct. But it also distracted them. Also mm. correct. Well, I think it's the right door. Okay, the left right. door is the right door, or the right door is the right door? <laughs> I think the right door is the right door. Well, I don't have any better ideas, so I would like to check the right-hand door for traps. Okay, what do you do to... Uh, are you putting hands on it, or are you using your tools? I am not putting hands on it. Uh, using, yeah, using my thieves tools, I guess. I mean, I caught that guillotine trap, so I kind of know what I might be looking for. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make the check for me, please. That is not good. That's a 13. Uh, it is good enough that you don't die, but you do get a little bit of a zap. Uh, you will take two points of shock damage uh, as the illusion on the door fades. Uh, and instead of a simple wooden door bound in iron, uh, it is a door made out of crystal that looks like it has been grown uh, and fused together in pale shades of purple and pink. Uh, and it does seem to have a slight glow uh, that pulses through it. Well, that's interesting. Do we have anyone who could like see if the other doors were illusion like that now? Uh, so you can go to the other doors. It, Ron, you well, notice you notice that it did it when you your investigation roll was not high, which meant that yeah. you didn't complete the action exactly as you wanted to, which meant you right. touched the door. Does someone who is, I mean, I was kind of counting on my knowledge of traps to see me through, but I am not good at investigation. Does someone who is better at looking at better at investigating things or better at arc? Or, spotting arcane things went to look at the other doors i um, arcana is not my strength um, while this is all going on i have my lion go over and talk to the other doors uh okay mr ron which uh which door do you have the lion touch the right one that's the one that oh, ron did already I, okay then the left i one. keep i keep forgetting guidance okay uh your lion as a magical effect dissipates um as a shock runs through it and the door shimmers, and it looks like it is a iron door, uh, rusted through. Looks like something you would find in a dungeon or a prison. Uh, it looks like it has a small, like, cutout at the top at eye level with bars going through it. Uh, and it looks like it is, uh, weather, rather well reinforced. So that's two doors. All right. Then I'll take the north door and do an arcana check on that. Okay. Go ahead and, and roll. 17. Very clearly illusionary. Uh, you can 
You can dissipate the illusion by touching it, but you can see the rune behind it, and you know not to trigger it in a way that will cause you damage. So that's fine. Yep, that's perfectly fine. Um, and you totally should have thought about Mage Hand in advance. You should have. <laughs> um, you go ahead and you hit that. Uh, it, the illusion dispels. It is a wood door. However, there are iron spikes facing out towards you that look like they are made out of wrought iron. So before you lay three doors, one made out of crystal, uh, one made out of wood with iron spikes on it, and another one made out of iron that looks like a prison cell door. Which one was the one that didn't have tr- foot traffic to it? The prison cell door one. Yeah, well, that is the one you would reasonably least want to go into. But the crystal one is the most is at least like the other two, so if two of them go to the same place. But is it is it a trick? Is it the most is the least dangerous looking door trying to lead us into danger? And your dwarf friend who again has been hiding and not involving himself in combat, uh, will pipe up uh, well, that's I think more an answer for you, Ron. Do you um, n- you know of her? From from what I know of Lilith, what would I what would my opinion be? What did she use? What were these trap things that I went through for training? What were the traps usually like? So this is new, but it also is familiar in a weird way. Uh, making people choose uh, mm-hmm. gave sort of the plausible deniability. Their death was not her fault should they die. Her followers didn't die because of her. They died because they chose wrong. Uh, and it was a justification of the trials. So choices, uh, trials of choice are very, very common. Uh, sometimes they would be, I don't know, you'd go somewhere, you'd, you'd take something almost like a port key, uh, and it would transport you to the elemental plane of fire. Um, she's she's not kind in any regard, uh, but she is fair. So you you know that the sign is probably accurate. One of these is fine. The other two will probably lead you further into a dungeon, probably in a loop, to force you to do more things for her entertainment. However, because she likes random chance, one of them will probably lead you directly to need to go. I can only tell you that I'm positive that one of these doors is, will lead us out of here, and two of them won't. That's the message we were given, and uh, Lilith is fair, if not kind. It's well, all tricks and traps. Well, that uh, at least tells us that we know what we're dealing with, I guess. Um, Yortel, you suggested the crystal door, yes? Yeah. All right, well, what say the rest of you? I... I don't know. I was drawn towards the wrong thing in investigating those bones, but I don't the, know. The crystal, the the ground to the crystal is is worn, correct? Yeah. After May points yeah, it, it out to you, you can yeah, see it. Okay. It looks like it looks like something scraping against the floor, as if the door was open and pulled inside. Okay. All right. Uh, this is going to sound stupid. No. Can I make an insight check on Lilith? Uh, context because she's not actively inter- she's not actively interfacing with you. So yeah, what are you looking wh- for? What would you, based on the experiences I've had so far with her is in that she's like you know loves playing with us, does things just to see what will happen, and is amusing herself. Could I figure out which of these she'd be most likely to make the out or at least try? Uh, I would say you can. I would say you make it a disadvantage because you again it's not an active interaction, but yes, you can yeah. you can try. All right, um, I'm going to burn my inspiration that I've been carrying around. So. Okay, so that'll be an even roll then. Thank you. 19 plus 
So 21 total. So your read on Lilith is that she is an exceptionally literal being. Everything that you've seen interacted for, and, and Ron would reinforce this, she's not chaotic. She is rigid and ordered, still evil, but still has a code of conduct. And if she says something, she doesn't lie. She doesn't need to lie. Plausible deniability aside, that's not technically. So if the plaque says two of these things are the same and one is different, and you look at what's in front of you, two of those things are similar. One is wildly different. And you did something probably most other people wouldn't do, which was check all of the doors and dispel the illusion. So you have more information than the average person would have. So your gut tells you the one that's different is probably the right choice. And that's the crystal door? That is the crystal door. It is the only one made out of material that does not naturally exist anywhere else in this dungeon so far. All right. I turn to the group. If this kills me, I apologize. And I walk over to the crystal door. Okay. Are you pulling it open? Yep. It opens effortlessly. Uh, and for the mm-hmm. first time, you are not met with a PS1 loading screen. Uh, the do- the area beyond it is bright and almost seems like it is filled with sunlight or dancing lights. You can't tell. It almost seems like the color shifting. Uh, what looks to be in this room is a circle. Uh, in the center of the circle is a crystal that is about human-sized. Uh, dotting the landscape around the circle are arcane runes and sigils. Those of you that have any form of arcane uh, leaning would know that this is a teleportation circle. All right, so I guess I should share that with the group. Tell them. Uh, it looks like that's there to teleport us. Um, Possibly to the somewhere. end of the dungeon? Yeah. Yeah, and Dinar, yeah. you can you can see that it has the destination already pre-coded in. Like, you would and know to set up a teleportation circle, you have to do a certain thing to tell it where to go. It looks like it's already set. And could I, in some way, tell how far away that is, or know where? No, you don't have, you don't have that type of knowledge. Alright, so, we're at its mercy. If you choose to step into this room and use it, yes. I like it. <laughs> well, we have, to, we have to make a choice. We can't just sit around here and continue not making a choice well i i have made the choice yeah the door your door the dwarf the dwarf uh companion uh yes i'm going to go there Mm -hmm. um before we do that did we bring that chest along yeah you guys have that in your inventory you didn't leave it behind okay because that would be a whole lot to carry (laughs) i can carry it really easily you guys can carry it you don't have to be specific about it we're fine don't worry about that um Okay, so do you all step into the room and get into the circle? Yeah, I am. All right, Dinar, you can activate this you with ease. You don't have to roll anything. You know exactly how to do this. You've done this for previous masters, no problem. Uh, as you step in and as it is activated, you can see the crystal start to float and rotate in place and start to bathe you all in multicolored light. Um, and soon it... Thank you, Corey. That distracted me. <laughs> um And soon the chamber fades away uh, and you are left into a similar space to where you were when Hatterai did the communion spell. Uh, It looks like a white space um, and you don't see anything for several moments except for each other. And then the light fades away and you find yourselves at the top of the temple. And you are surrounded by what seems like an enormous sea of cultists and sitting on a throne made of people living 
not dead, uh, is Lilith in all of her naked splendor. Uh, and she is grinning from ear to ear. And in her hand, you see the chalice that Hatterai was describing. Oh, you've made it. I'm so excited. Oh, fantastic. Well, you have a choice. I have one more game for you to play, or you can forego that game and join me. And she holds out the chalice. And even from where you are, you can smell the rich, deep, deep, irony smell of blood. And it is brackish and black and deep and almost mesmerizing. And she's holding it out to you, all of you, as an offer. Do we know what the chalice does? Did Hatterai tell us? Nope. And you guys did not ask. Only that it was uh, something of Hella's. Correct. Well, I don't have all day. Choices, choices, please. I put the scythe up on my back, like with my arms, like a, like a stick that I'd have my, you know, my shoulders with my arms over it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not a choice. And she makes an exaggerated pouty face. Oh, that's that's so sad to hear. What about the rest of you? You are my master no longer. I serve no master. And she, like, puts her other hand over her heart or where her heart would be and does this exaggerated, wounded face. Oh, child. So insipid. I always like... You remind me of me, but worse. That is... That is no compliment. Ooh. And she looks at the rest of you. So uh, I take it that you're not joiners either? You're not really my style. Oh, but you reek of death. I can smell the decay upon you. It is such a lovely bouquet. That's why. You're so focused on the death, you don't see the life. (laughs) Life. Death. It's meaningless to me. I've been dead before. It's nothing. Fine. And she gets up, and uh, the people that were forming the throne that she was sitting on unfold themselves in very odd, very uh, painful angles, as you can feel and hear bones creaking back into place, and they get up and meld back into the You didn't ask me what I was going to do. Let me guess, uh, smart-ass adventurer remark here, yes? No. Oh. No. Please, do be seated. No, I'm already up. Please, proceed. Uh, okay. I'm pulling out my hammer. Just a plain, ordinary hammer, okay? Okay. So, let me see that thing you got there. It smells. Oh, you think I'm dumb? No. The choice is drink think. or don't drink. Sweetheart. Well, yeah. I'm nowhere near you. How can I drink if it's over there? You are attempting to make a deception check here. So you're going to need to go ahead and roll if you're trying to get her to do something you don't want her to. You don't. She doesn't. Okay. (laughs) Also, technically smashing that thing would not be what we were said to do. Correct. Uh, That is not going to be good enough to to deceive to deceive a god. No, no. All I was going to do was hook on the end of it and pull it so the contents would spill. Yeah, I. She knows that you. She didn't, may not know exactly what you were trying to do, but it but wasn't. Just God. She, but it wasn't drink, and therefore she knows. Uh, she knows enough. Oh, oh, cute. A for effort, really. But that's fine. One more game, it is then. And she walks over, and you saw that pit that they were sacrificing people to before. Is Dinar is gone, and instead, uh, there is a sheet or cloth pulled over something that's raised slightly, uh, almost about the height of a table. She walks over, 
She pulls the sheet back. And Ron, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Not good. Mate. Okay, so nothing happens to you except you feel a bubbling rage as you start to take in features. See, when you were in the cult, you had a cell. You had a group of people that were, for lack of a better term, your family. You were the only one that survived. You're the only one that lived through the trials. What you see on this slab is an amalgamation of their flesh. They've been stitched together. They are vaguely humanoid in shape. And she walks over and she sees your disdain and she smiles. There's always use for the dead. And she shoves the chalice into the chest of this creature and life just blossoms. And it takes a shuddering, like just rickety breath and shoots up. Well, have fun, children. I'll be watching. Uh, And she disappears. And you need to roll initiative. I rolled a 22. Jesus. My uh, dice but we need, we need more than one person to roll a 22. Because every initiative that I've rolled tonight, somebody else has had the same number. <laughs> uh, my, my luck with the dice has vanished. I rolled a 6 for a total of 10. Okay. I rolled uh, a 0. <laughs> you can't get a 0, so that's a 1. <laughs> Dinar? I have an 11. And let's see what Matt gets. 23. And let's see what my creation gets. Not great for me, so that's going to be good for the rest of you. Uh, that is a 1. So you and the monster will be going at the same time, Corey. I think you have a higher agility, so you'll be going first. It has less than a minus 1 agility? Dang. Yeah. It's not It's not exactly agile. All right. Okay, apparently I don't have to do anything. <laughs> okay, then. My wife just was like, no, no, I handled it. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, I'm back. Well, congratulations, because it's your turn. You rolled a 23 on initiative. Okay, what, what am I looking at? Uh, you are looking at a flesh-stitched monstrosity uh, that looks like it is combined from about five different people's bodies uh, that okay. is now lumbering towards you as she has slammed the chalice that you have been looking for into the chest of the creature. Okay, it hasn't been an hour yet since we had the fight in the last room? Correct. Okay, so I got on lying out. No, your line dissipated as it got shocked by the illusion. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, I guess I will rage this round. Okay. And how close is this thing to me? Uh, this thing is about 20 feet away from you. Uh, you got The slab was right directly between you and Lilith. Uh, how you didn't notice it, you have no idea. Uh, but the cult around you is still there, uh, almost penning you guys in and chanting uh, the basically the battle hymn uh, for Lilith as this thing lumbers forward. All right, I move 10 feet towards it. Okay. Uh, does it attack me when I get there? Nope. Okay, it could be. It just doesn't have an attack reaction yet. Um. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll make an attack. All right, go for it. Okay. Uh, I didn't say I was going reckless, did I? You did not. Okay, so I guess I miss. Second attack. Uh, that's a dirty 20. That hits. That, hits. that absolutely okay. hits. Okay, 10 total. Okay. And uh, I shout at it. It might be immune to this. I don't know. Are you trying to make it fear? Yeah, if it's not immune to this, then it needs to make a DC 15 wisdom save. It is immune to frightened charm and uh, effects, yes. Okay, well, I found out. And uh, is there anybody else of that group within 10 feet of me? The cultists? No. Yeah, since they're trying to pen us in. 
they're just they're just basically it's 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 like a scene from like Mortal Kombat in the video game where like there's just a ring of people around you for whatever reason, despite the fact that there's a huge deadly fight going on directly in the middle of you because cultists are not smart. All right. Uh, are they within 30 feet of him? Oh, yeah. OK, that's all I need to know. Uh, that's it for me. That's the. oh, wait. Yeah, no, that's it. Okay. Uh, that is going to be Marzi's turn next, since she rolled a 22. I, I am casting uh, Mirror Image again, so there are now four, four of me. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to go with the Fire Wand again. Go for it. Activation is 15 again. Rolling hot tonight. All that right, makes up for the first episode where you yeah. couldn't get it to go off at all. This does not have a terribly that's... high AC. Okay. Uh, base roll is a 13. With your minimum bonus that will hit. That's 18 for damage. Beautiful. All right. Uh, That chars into it and you notice that the skin uh, where the flame hit almost like stays lit for a couple extra seconds. Um, Definitely not normal flesh. Uh, It definitely burns a little bit brighter. All right. That will bring us down to Dinar. All right. Let's try Mind Sliver. So it needs to make... Uh, an int saving throw. 14. Okay. Um, that's a 9, so that doesn't do it. So what does it do? Alright, so it takes uh, 2d6. Uh, so 5 plus 3. So 5 um, psychic damage plus 3 thunder damage plus um, uh, when it makes a saving throw, it uh, subtracts 1d okay. from the next one. Just the next one. Thank you very much. Excellent. Uh, and that brings us to, unless you have any bonus actions. Nope, that was it. All right, Ron, you are up. Did you say something about the chalice in its chest glowing? Yep. It, you've, it's very obvious weak boss spot from the video game where like the chalice mm-hmm. is visible in its chest, but it, it was inanimate until the chalice was pushed into it. I would like to try to grab the chalice and rip it out. Or cut it out. Okay. Uh, you're going to run up and try to describe how you're going to do it, and we'll determine what roll is going to be. How big is this thing? It's big. Uh, about maybe 10 feet tall. Um, hmm. I'd like to kind of jump on it and kind of, I mean, I don't know how solid it is, but jump on it and maybe kind of like, hmm. Like, maybe I'm jumping on its knee, kind of depending on how it's posed, or maybe I, like, climb up to its shoulders and then tear, like, try and grasp the chalice. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and make an acrobatics check then for you? Okay. Um, I rolled a natural 20 plus 7. Okay, so you are absolutely exactly wherever you want to be without much trouble. Uh, This thing is a little bit lumbering, so you're easily able to climb and scamper up it. Um. You can, are you going to try to pull it out or are you going to try to pry it out? Um, I mean, I don't, can I, can I cut it out or would this be an action? Would that Uh, be an attack? That would be an attack and. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're trying to like remove the cup, that's one thing or you're attacking it. I would like to try to remove the cup. So I'll, I'll I'll just try and yank it. Okay. I'll try to get a grab on it and yank it. Okay. Go ahead and make a strength check, please. Oh boy, I'm bad at that. And it is an opposed seven, check. That's a seven minus one. Okay, I rolled a fourteen plus nine. Um, mm, yeah. So it it holds Ooh. on to it. You you almost feel like the flesh is 
like forming out of it. And as you look, you'd almost like little, little human hands, uh, come out from inside of the flesh and like grab onto it to resist you pulling it out. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to be like perched on its shoulder and like hanging on. Okay. And, uh, I don't think I have any, hmm, I didn't attack, so I can't bonus action attack. I can't hide from here. I can't disengage from here. You can disengage uh, if you wanted to. Like, can I disengage without moving out of range? Disengage will- Because I want to stay here. Yeah, you, you would have to stay in range. Disengage would take you out of out of combat. Yeah. Okay. All right, so then that's going to be it for you. Then it's going to move on to Yordle yeah. before this thing goes. Uh, okay, let's drop a big moonbeam on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 19 minus d4. Minus two, it's a 17. It's a con check, right? Yeah. Uh, plus four to that, so that's a 21. Then. Does that hit anyone in range, or just friendly targets, or just targets you select? Um, it does uh, just say a creature enters the spell's area. Yeah, so it does the have... That'd it be me. Technically has friendly fire. Oh. Oh, uh, oh, I'm so sorry, Ron. You have disadvantage because you are a shape changer. Oh, really? Disadvantage yeah. on... on... Oh, shoot! On constitution okay. saving throw because you're a shape changer and moonbeam... Uh, is, effects yeah. is specifically, specifically shape changers, yeah. yeah. Think about it being friendly fire. I just think, you know, it's a moonbeam. It's going to hit what I want it to hit, but no. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. yeah. Moon, moonbeams are, what kind of save is it? Constitution. I don't make the save, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> uh, That's a six. Uh, Corey, why don't you go ahead and roll some damage? <laughs> <laughs> and you are no longer a halfling. You are your shape, you are your base changeling amorphous oh. form. Yeah, kind of amorphous with sort of gray skin yep. and... Yeah, yeah. So it's um only twelve damage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, this is this is fun. Um, can Which, I... considering I just rolled forty ten, it's pretty pretty lucky for yeah. you. Yeah. I can I uncanny dodge this? Um, it's when an attacker that hits me. When an attacker I can see hits me with an attack, but it's an AOE attack, so I don't know. I don't think you can uncanny dodge this. Okay. And I can't, I have another dodge thing, but it needs to be, if something's a dex save, so I can't do that. Okay, 12 damage. 12 damage, and you are reverted to your, your natural form. I apologize. Yeah, I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think, no, it's, and it's now Corey has learned when these things happen, it's great. And now Corey has learned a valuable lesson. Yep. <laughs> and now it's this thing's turn. Uh, it's going to repeat its save, because it is the beginning of its turn. Uh, it makes its save. And so it takes um, 31 damage. Oh, sorry, no, 31 and a half. I was going to say uh, 15. Yeah, 15, whatever. Oh my god, I have to get out of here. <laughs> Don't worry about that, because this thing is going to bonus action rage, and then it's going to charge forward at its maximum speed. Uh, and I believe you positioned yourself in front of it, May? Yep. All right, so it's going to run out of the moonbeam and directly towards you. Uh, and it's going to just make two attacks. Uh, one is a 26, the other is a 19. Do those hit? The 26 does. Okay. Uh, you're going to do your thing, I assume, or deflects? Uh, sure, it hits somebody in the crowd. Uh, yep, it pastes one of the cultists with a dart that flies out of its fingertips as it basically goes to take a swipe at you. It's like a bone shard comes out, uh, misses you barely, and just keeps on flying directly into uh, somebody in the crowd, and they die. Fantastic. Yeah, nothing else it can do. That's going to bring it to, back to the top of the order, so it's back to you. Okay, uh, first thing I'm going to do is, as a bonus action, I'm going to grow. Okay. So, I'm large. You and it are the same size now? 
Then I'm going to drink that potion. So okay. now I'm huge. Okay. You are now bigger than Mint. Yeah, I'm twice its size now. Um, then I'm going to attack it. Oh, no, I can't. That was an action. Correct. I'm done. The lion will attack it. Oh, okay. don't have the lion out. Nope. That's don't correct. Have it out. So, yeah, that's it for me. I'm just sitting here kind of daring it to hit me. Okay. Uh, that's going to be Deb's turn now. So what does Mayorsy do? You you just saw uh, not only May grow large like she normally does, uh, but down the potion to grow to a, a huge size, uh, which means that functionally uh, May is taking up a 15 by 15 cube. I am casting fly on myself. Oh, no, okay. that would have been so good if you cast it on me. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Never even thought of that. Because I had this all planned with the T-Rex. Uh, I'm casting fly on myself, and okay. I'm going to fly up to the ceiling. Okay. Are well, you outside? You are outside. There is no small. ceiling. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to fly up above it, like 15 feet above it. Sure. Okay, so, <laughs> so that, puts you, I'm looking that puts you at 25 feet down. in the air. Yep. Straight My head down. level. Oh, hi, me. <laughs> Hello. Technically, 15 feet is your height level. It's a 15-foot cube for a huge creature. Um, and I'm going to shoot down. Okay. Go ahead and try to activate. That's a fail. That's a three. Uh, that definitely Head fails. Go. Sputter, sputter, sputter. Dang it! That's okay. Tubi tries to comfort you. You tried. Uh, any bonus actions? As the uh, ring of your mirror images are also flying around this thing? Yes. <laughs> Looking at our wands, going, dang it, dang it, dang it. Um, I, no, we're going to stay. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm safe where I'm at. We're going to stay up at this eye level, this height level, and just okay. look down at it. All right, Dinar, you're up. Um, all right. I, I, it's something I want to do, but I know it to fail. Let's try. We're going to try to entangle this thing, but it's got to make a strength saving throw that it's going to easily make. Uh, likely because it is currently raging, which means it gets advantage, and... Oh, that's even worse. I didn't realize, so... Uh, yeah, so let's see. Its strength saving throw is plus 10. Uh, I rolled a 12, so that's a 22. Yeah, yeah, that that made... Um, then, I guess that's it for me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's gonna take it down to Ron's turn, as you currently still are on top of this creature. Oh boy, I want to try and cut this pup out of its chest. Okay, go ahead and make an attack roll. I will give you advantage because you are on top of it. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, I rolled a three with advantage. Uh, so <laughs> okay. That's, what's your total, though? So that's, a, that's a ten. Okay, that does not hit. Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action for another attack. Alrighty, go right ahead. Still at advantage? Still at advantage. That's a 17 plus 7. That will hit. 24. Okay. Roll damage. Well, damage ain't great, but... You get the sneak attack because it was a, with advantage. So that's 7 base. Uh, reduced by half. 5, 6, 14 sneak attack. Uh, and that will be reduced by half. So 7. Okay. That is all I've got. Okay. Uh, that was at initiative 10. It is going yep. to take a legendary action. And I'm going to need everybody within 30 feet of it to make a constitution saving throw as embalming fluid uh, juts forth from this thing's uh, stitched flesh. But I'm on top of it. 
Yes. <laughs> Twenty six. Out of the range? No, you're the worst one there. But if it's shooting forward, and it's I'm shooting in all directions. Uh, I got a nine. Okay. I also got a nine. Okay. I got a twenty-two. Okay. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. All right, everybody who got above a fifteen, you're fine. Everybody who <laughs> failed gets disadvantage on their next attack roll as you are blinded from the the embalming fluid that got into your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it only lasts for your next attack, however, or next ability check. All right. Uh, that brings us down to Corey. What is your to do? So Ron is still on top of it. Yep. Currently, yep. currently partially blinded, but on top of it. This is not the sensible thing for me to do, but I am not letting go of this thing until I get that chalice back. That's fair. Did I aim a moonbeam so it doesn't hit Ron, but nope. still hits the creature? Not, not by the way that the spell is defined. Not while Ron's on top of it. Might clip its arm. Yeah. <laughs> You're on one shoulder, and I just have to have the other shoulder. <laughs> I give you an A for effort, but unfortunately, no. Man. Okay, then I will try and hit it with a thorn whip. Okay. Oh, shit. Let me do that again. I'll roll with disadvantage. Uh, seven. Does not hit. Uh, why don't you go... a natural one. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and make me an intelligence check, please? Or a wisdom check? Wisdom check. Uh, nine. Good enough. You know death and decay pretty well. You know that there's something that dead flesh reacts exceptionally poorly to. Acid. Throwing it out there. All right. This thing's going to go. Uh, it is going to attack... Uh, who's done the most damage? Ron has. So it's going to try to fling you off of it. Uh, that is a 16. Against... Your AC. Yeah, 15. Okay. It plucks you off of its back uh, and is going to hold you in front of it and try to crush you. Uh, ah, you are going to... So that's a... Successful grapple, and then it's going to try to bludgeon you. Alright, 18 does the hit you, and that is going to be my damage stat. Uh, it's only 10 bludgeoning damage. And I uncanny dodge to take 5. There you go, you squirm just correctly. <laughs> Alright, uh, that's its turn. Uh, it does not have a bonus action. Uh, it is going to go to Matt. Alright, I've set up everything I can possibly set up. So it's go time. That is a... Oh, I forgot to save. Uh, 17 to hit. Hits. Okay. That's 15 plus 1d4 for being as big as I am. Okay. So one and more, so 16 plus 1d6 for my first attack. So an additional 6, so 22 plus 2, so 24 damage for my first attack. Okay. And I reduce by half. I can't say reckless since I didn't. I've seen people who allow you to attack recklessly. That's not the rule, so. 18 to hit. Okay, that hits. Okay, seven damage. I do get to roll plus two, so nine damage. I get to roll a d4 and four, so fifteen damage total. Okay, reduced by half. Um, going to do a whole arms butt attack. That's a twenty-six to hit. That hits. Seven plus two is nine. Plus one d4 is two more, so eleven. Reduced okay. by half. Uh, it is not looking great. I then get action surge. And I'm going to use it. Go right ahead. And this time, since it's a new action, I am attacking recklessly. Okay. 20 on the roll. Hits. So 3 plus 6 is 9, plus 1d6, because it's the first attack of the new action, for one more. So 10 plus 2. Uh, so that's 12 plus 1d4 uh, for one more. So 13 damage on that attack. And I make another attack. <sighs> 11. 
does not hit. <sighs> That's my go. That's everything I can do. That's a lot of damage. That he this thing is not looking fantastic. Uh, Deb, you're up. All right, I'm gonna scrub the end of my wand, and we're gonna aim it again. There we go, 23. That activates it. That does indeed. And that's a 10 plus. I can never remember what my attack bonus is. It's whatever your spellcaster, your spellcasting attack modifier is. Uh, that's the plus three. Okay, so that's a 13. That misses, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Uh, any bonus action? Uh, no. We're gonna stay where we are. It hasn't um, attacked us up here yet. No, you haven't. You have not been a concern to it as of yet. You're just kind of flying around. I am a mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dinar, you're up. All right. Just rubs his hands together. Let's off a couple magical blasts to try and get it to drop Ron. So Eldritch blast coming its way. Ooh, ten. Um, that's nine. All right, that that was not. Unfortunately, those those do not hit. Yep, he's just standing back, very ineffective. It. Sorry. Um. Okay. Uh, we are going to go ahead and move to the next one, which is Liz. Ooh, I'm gonna do what I. I can't attack while grappled, correct? Uh, you can attack. You're okay. You, no. The only thing that you can't do is grapple is move. Okay, that's what I thought. So I'm going to attack, and I rolled. A natural 20. Well, that's is this definitely... this a disadvantage? Uh, you are blinded, so yes, it will be with a disadvantage. Okay. Well, the other roll is a 17. Still hits, just not a crit. Oh, uh, yeah. Is she considered flanking because I'm here? Uh, mm. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, so we'll take the crit on the first one. Because uh, it would have been a straight roll, so your first roll would have been whatever it was. And I, I double the dice. I double, right? your, yes. double your damage also, dice. Also, if you're flanking... You get sneak attack, which also doubles. That's 13 for the primary attack. 4, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 14 15. Multiply by 2. Uh, the 13 was multiplied 15 for 30 on sneak attack. If I'm d- Do you double the sneak attack? You yes. Do. Yeah. So you 15, double any um, dice rolls you're doing. If you're doing dice rolls and you crit, the dice get doubled. The only thing that doesn't double uh, is your like strength or agility. Uh, so 15 plus 30. All right, so 45, 45. points in damage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this thing is looking very messed up, um, even I mean, with damage. Ron uh, is just furious and kind of swiping at it with her sword. Oh, wait, I can do a second attack uh, because I'm not going anywhere. You are not. Go ahead. ahead. Uh, straight roll, 14, uh, 22. Uh, it hits. Uh, seven damage. So, funnily enough, it had five hit points left. <laughs> but now I'm going to need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I'm really Can good I those. see this? Yes. Okay. Ten. That's a five in the air. <laughs> Nineteen. Seven. Okay, I want to point out that once again, I get the same result on both dice rolls. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, I'm I'm bringing my dice next time. This, this thing is not random enough. Anyway, yeah, so. I would I would tend to agree. Um, okay. Uh, anybody got a below fifteen besides uh, Mirzy? The Yordle did. Okay, uh, so if you are below 15, you are going to take uh, 12 points of concussive damage as a flesh monster explodes into various bits of gristle and gore, um, and you are going to be covered in gump, or guck, whatever. Uh, if you made your save, you take no damage. And the chalice and Ron falls to the ground clattering. And Can I a- grab Ron before she hits the ground? Absolutely. Okay. Easy enough for you to do. Since I'm this big... Yeah. Uh, there's bits of flesh everywhere. You look around and 
you notice that the cultists are gone. As a matter of fact, this entire place looks exceptionally dilapidated. Uh, there is just vines and moss and growth everywhere. It does not look pristine as it was before. Um, there is nothing up here. The uh, pool that was the people were being sacrificed into, where their blood was being drained, uh, is completely empty. It looks like it has been dried. You can see uh, what looks like the old brown of, uh, like, old dried blood along the sides of it, uh, as if it has evaporated over years. Um, and you notice that your dwarf friend is gone. Uh, and in his place is a pile of raven feathers. Still have the chalice. You still have the chalice. And uh, it- Ron is going to take the chalice. Okay. I put Ron down so Ron can take the chalice. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for the catch. I'm also this big for four hours. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Well, you, you can reduce your size back to just large. Yeah, but I can't go smaller. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you take the chalice into your hands, and you can see that it is absolutely pristine. Uh, it is made out of a metal that might be gold, but doesn't feel like gold to you. Uh, it is festooned in ruins uh, of an ancient language that you don't know. Um, and it is Not inter- giant, is it? It is not giant. Um, okay. And it is intricately carved with the visage of ravens. Hmm. Huh. And you can feel the power of it. You don't know what it does, but you have it. And as you look over the side, uh, you can go ahead and see that the ziggurat is no longer impossibly tall. Uh, it's a, definitely a walk. You can go down the side of it now. Uh, there was those large set of stairs that you had seen before. Those are still there, and you can use them to walk down outside of the, the ziggurat. Uh, and the pack animal is still sitting there waiting for you. Bertrand has not gone anywhere. Uh while that's before we go down, I want to check out that pile of feathers. Okay. Uh, it looks like they are pure, pristine, jet black raven's feathers. Why don't you go ahead and roll a perception check with advantage if you're for scent-based checking. Okay. Yep, 21. At least it was two different numbers this time. <laughs> it's true. Uh, with a 21, you recognize that this has a very distinct scent. This is the same thing you smelled. When Hatterai was using his magic to commune with your family. And that's where we're going to end our session. (laughs) All right. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on this adventure today. Uh, This is going to be the uh, nominal end minus any random RP that we wind up doing or or anything like that for bringing it home. Uh, But our adventurers have completed the task. Uh, They are still in the middle of the jungle, but they are safe. Uh, they have got the relic back, they have completed everything, and they have survived to do so. Um, I would like to thank all of the players for coming along for this journey. Um, we may be having something different planned in the future. Matt and I have been talking about doing some uh, DM relay, uh, <laughs> where we share a world uh, and sort of kind of co-DM it. Uh, we talked about this on the, the other podcast. Um, we're working out the details of that now. Uh, but hopefully you'll join us for that if, when we start to do that as well. Uh, and hopefully you've enjoyed it. And folks, thank you very much. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, thank you, Liz, for giving me a good background for Ron to slaughter into the world and start messing that with her. So <laughs> um, that was so fun. That was so fun. And I am looking forward to future adventures in Otherworld with this group. Um, so if you like what you hear here, be sure to possibly contribute to us on Patreon. Um, the more we get there, the more content like this we can do. That's uh, patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Uh, but otherwise, thank you very much, folks. 
So we do have another project that we've been kind of kicking around. Now, one of the things that we've been getting asked about a lot uh, is more other content, right? Um, when we Matt and I do the Blizzard Watch podcast and we do the pre-show, most of the time it's uh, 30 minutes of us talking about tabletop gaming. Uh, and a lot of you have been asking, well, why don't you just do more of that content? Well, we kind of are. Liz? Uh, yeah, we're and start next week doing a monthly podcast that is kind of formatted like the Blizzard Watch podcast, uh, where we just talk about tabletop games and D&D, and it's going to be Joe, Matt, and myself uh, just chatting for an hour. Now, and uh, that that's does, the plan. That does mean that you guys can send us questions. Uh, if you want to talk about tabletop stuff, if you want ideas, um, things like that, send them in. It's going to be the same thing uh, as if you're sending in questions for our other podcast. You can send them in on, pa- uh, on the Discord channel. Send us a message on Patreon. Um, you can go ahead and, and send us an email to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, and we're more than happy to uh, consider those and, and talk about those uh, and give advice. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time, Matt and myself. Liz has been a longtime player. Um, I'm excited to get Liz's uh, point of view as somebody who has recently started running games. Uh, because sometimes I forget what that's like because I'm old and I've been doing this for two dang long. <laughs> uh, but I'm really excited for it and I'm excited to bring you guys that content. Um, so yeah, uh, we're looking forward to that and we'll, you guys will get to see that next week. How cool is that? Yep. Yep. So, all right. But I think that's it. Does anybody else want to add anything before we, we call it good? No. All right. Well, thank you very much, folks. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.